5.50 to go in the first half. Second and goal from the two for the Upperman offense. Looking to take their first lead on the game. Bringing a man in motion. Faking the handoff and Chapman is going to jump. Did he cross the goal line? He did. Wow, got up in the air right there. And he's coming over here, looks to the Greenville sideline, killing the He-Man. Woo, man, that pounds his chest. That's exciting. That's a big-time play. That's what you see in the movie. Cannon to McClellan on the left hash. Stands in, has time, throws, has a man intercepted in the end zone. Jackson Rollins. An overthrow by Cannon, and Rollins comes up with an interception. Chaffin, a sophomore, a sophomore, puts him on the back along with the pass to Pop, Rollins, call them all of them, that was a tremendous job, tremendous game if you're up in the beat. As Chaffin will take the shotgun snap and take a knee, and that's the only one he'll have to take. The Upperman fans start the celebration. The Bees are headed to play for the gold ball. A lot of pride in the program. The ability's there. Each play matters. The goal is 15-0 here, knowing that we're going to be the most physical players on the football field. A lot of great coaches, a lot of great fan bases, a lot of great schools. Where Upper Cumberland legends are born and raised. They're doing things the right way on and off the field. Where traditions are passed down. They're doing it because they love the guy next to them. Where every Friday night... It's a race of champions. Expect to win. When you look at our team, you see a bunch of kids that play hard. It just boils down to the commitment to excellence that we have every day. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Finley Stadium on the campus of UGC. It's the Upperman Bees presented by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. This morning, the 14-0 Bees will take on the 14-0 Pearl Cone Firebirds. Good morning. I'm Colin Castleberry with Wes Shanks. It's a rather overcast morning on the outskirts of Chattanooga. The weather could play a factor in today's game. Uh, Coach Shanks, who do you believe benefits more from the rain this morning? I think if you look at the, the tape, the teams, their makeup, the athletes, it's clear that Upperman's, uh, the Bees football team, is going to benefit from poor conditions. Now, we're on a, a synthetic turf field, and that's going to allow it to be a little bit quicker than if it was on a natural surface where there's going to be all sorts of mud and other elements involved. But you look at a pearl cone, the, they have athletes all over this field now. Upper Mid High School also has athletes that's a little more physical. So, But if you're looking at what the weather can do, the Firebirds are a pass-heavy offense. That's how they've gotten here. They've got two guys that are in the Mr. Football Finals, and you know Tarleton can throw the ball 2,000-plus yards so far this season. Been amazing. Bronson Chaffin, quarterback for Upperman, can do that, but a Coach Adam Kane run offense definitely benefits with ball control, having time of possession, which, again, are going to eliminate that uh, clock management for your Firebirds and keep that offense off the field. 1,307 yards for Chaffin. Meanwhile, on the other side, Tarleton, you mentioned it, 21-52 through the air. There will be athletes all over the field this morning. The Firebirds have two in particular to watch and listen for, though. Zion LaFredrick Simpson and Keyshawn Tarleton are both up for Mr. Football, as you said, in Class 4A. Alongside an all-too-familiar name, 
Gabe Borders. Having seen Borders twice, though, Coach Shanks, this season, how do you feel like that prepares the bees for these two Firebirds? It does give some sense of preparedness because you go up against a guy like Gabe Borders in Macon County. That was the two toughest games Upperman has faced all season with a 14-7 to win on the third week of the season and a playoff uh, game at 17-14, November 17th, that allowed them to get to the semifinals. And they, for the most part, shut down a Mr. Football finalist in Gabe Borders and forced the other uh, teammates, his brother, uh, Borders, made him make plays. And that was a success for Upperman. Now, they want to do the same thing, but, you know, Tarleton is going to be a pass heavy. He's going to be an athlete to get the ball outside to their, you know, multiple athletes that they're going to have. And it's going to be a different dynamic because instead of the wing T of Macon County, which is going to keep a run-heavy offense, Tarleton is a total other dynamic. So instead of, you know, challenging those off the defensive front and the linebackers, Tarleton is going to challenge that secondary of Upperman. And so that's something that Upperman hasn't faced too awful much this season. It's going to be, you know, amazing to see how that unfolds. Pearl Cone without a thousand yard rusher. Their closest is Simpson Smith, the senior with 997. On the other side, Upperman with two 1,000 yard rushers. Bronson Chafin with 1062. And of course, Ethan Polk with near 15. 50. We know those two names. However, as you know, Coach Shanks, as a championship-winning coach yourself, in these environments, in these games, it always takes someone else making a play or two. Who, in your mind, for the Bees, has to step up and make those plays? Well, we know Bronson Chaffin's going to carry the ball many times. Ethan Polk has been their workhorse. Those two guys have just been tremendous and have led them, carried them on their back to this game here this, this morning. But it's going to take someone like a Clayton Harris, who still is a big name, but with a high-powered offense in the in the Firebirds, he is going to be able to create some disruption on that defensive line and potentially put some pressure on Tarleton, who probably hasn't seen someone like a uh, a, a Clayton Harris yet this season. And with that pressure is going to come, hopefully, with a Walter Kane, a linebacker that stepped up big this season, and a Branson Turnbow or a Jackson Rollins for a big turnover. Those three guys are your second, your linebackers and your secondary. Again, the weather's in play. A fumble, a pickup turnover, or a some sort of an interception. Those are going to be the big plays because the Firebirds have that big play potential. Can Uppermen not allow that big-time play? This morning, it's the Upperman Bees and the Pearl Cone Firebirds for the Class 4A State Championship. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. 
soon mowing season will return and Gentry's power equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models. 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's power equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. A championship team. Tier 1 celebrates the Upperman Bees, the best on the field and off. Tier 1 is proud to provide championship care to the athletes of the Upper Cumberland. They understand the hard work, sweat, and pain that goes into a championship run every day. Tier 1 helps athletes of all ages get back into action. Tier 1, a championship team of board-certified sports medicine physicians. Proud to celebrate our Upperman Bees and all our local football teams on an amazing season. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. We're counting down to our state championship. It's Upperman and Pearl Cone playing today in the Blue Cross Bowl. Our coverage continues. Two teams warming up on the field. So is the Upperman High School Band. For everyone that surrounds a football game in the fall, today is a state championship event. The band is led by John Oliver. Saturday, it's going to be fun having the the band across from us and just playing against them. But we want to make sure that our halftime show that we're going to do is going to be at at that better quality and caliber than our opponents across from us. I'm so glad that our students and our kids get to enjoy this. And I'm just, I'm having a ball. I'm loving it. It's the culmination of everything we've done since the middle of July. I would like for for our performance to be that last moment that our seniors can really go. We did this. This is this is everything that we you know we attained for all year, and it gives our younger students something now to to use as that catalyst for next year. We want to make sure that the opponent knows that you're not only facing our football team, you are facing every single person in those bleachers. Our, our fans this year have been incredible, and we just we add on with our student section and our cheerleaders and our dance team. We just add on to that, and we want any opponent who comes near us to know when you're done with that game, you had to face every single person on that side of the field, not just the team, but everyone. That final pep rally that we had for the team was was really good, really motivating. Coach Kane got out there, and, you know, he has – the work that he does with the football team is one thing, but when you watch him in a pep rally, making everyone understand that that game is the only thing you are to worry about. That's the only thing you need to know about. And, you know, the vibe today was, was really good. And, you know, our students are going to be there, and our our fans are going to be there. Every year, the expectation level goes up, but we don't back down. No one backs down.
Upperman High School band director John Oliver. Star defensive end for the Upperman Bees, Clayton Harris. The one bank, one to watch. One bank, helping families reach their goals for more than 120 years. One bank, member FDIC. Clayton, just first and foremost, what does it mean to be a part of the team that finally cracked through that semifinal uh kind of ceiling and put Upperman in their first state title game on the football field? Uh, it means a lot and it feels really good to be a part of it. So on that note, what did you think was the difference for this team on Friday night against Greenville? Uh, just the chemistry and what we've done all season, just know to dial in and get it done. You came up with some some pretty big plays down the stretch. They were able to completely shut down a running game that uh, had kind of dominated folks all year. What was your mindset, and, and how did you find so much success getting into the backfield, whether it was a tackle for loss or a sack? Uh, just playing our right technique and doing what we do. A man of few words and simple pleasures for sure. Clayton, uh, Friday, or I guess it's Saturday morning, you'll be playing for a state championship. What, what is what is that going to be like, I, thinking about you're going to kick this ball game off at, at 10 a.m. Central Time? Is that weird for you? Uh, no, not really. It's a little exciting. I'm ready to get down there and just play. Yeah, Coach has talked about that you guys are going to head down there a little early, right? You're going to leave on Thursday, give yourselves two nights down there to adjust, get some morning practices in. How much of a benefit do you think that is maybe for you and this team uh, to be able to get that adjustment period in? I think it would be good to go down there and get our early practice in, see what the game is going to get like when we get to the game, get it done. Final question here. Uh, Clayton, what's the biggest difference from a defensive perspective going from grass to turf? What's the big thing for you that, that kind of changes when you go from natural grass to the turf? Uh, you just got to stay low, keep your feet with you. Clayton Harris, defensive end for the undefeated Upperman Bees. As we turn to Upperman High School principal Steve Robbins, it has been tangible. The excitement in the hallways this week in Baxter. There's an excitement. Uh, a lot of kids are going to the game, and uh, you know, it'll be a huge uh, turnout for my community. I'm sure. I know. Last Friday, driving three and a half hours to Greenville, we had the fans packed early. I mean, and Coach Kane even said that in the in the pep rally that they were speaking that how big of a boost that was for the boys to come out of the locker room for pregame warm-ups and see the stands full. And we, I expect it to be a big, big crowd going down to Chattanooga on Saturday morning. Why are extracurriculars, whether it's sports or something else, why is it important? You know, I think every school just has has different niches of kids, and I think it, it's really big to have, you know, the kid with a musical talent to be in the band or the chorus or you know, we have we have some of our people here. We've got. I'm thinking of a young lady who's a solo singer. She's she's wonderful, and it just showcases all kinds of talent. And then you, and you go into our athletics and you know state championships in baseball and basketball, and, and now we're going to drive for one in football. And all of our other athletes are really well. And then you can jump into things like ROTC, and, and we got our a great FFA program and our trades. You know, just all the things that we've got going here. Uh, it gives so many kids uh, an avenue to to be part of our school and part of the culture, and I think it just helps. Principal Steve Robbins, are you nervous, anxious before kickoff? No, no, I'm not. I've been doing this a while. I've actually was lucky enough to, to coach in a couple of state championships uh, years ago. Not nervous, but I am excited for the boys and for this community because I know 
how much uh, you know the good can come. I've, I've been around uh, athletics a lot, so I'm not nervous. No, just uh, but I am excited. I'm very excited to go and, and be part of the, the game and the crowd and, and just uh, cheer on. Upperman High School principal Steve Robbins. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time, on the way. A crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On The Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On The Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On The Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On The Way. Always on time for your team. The pros behind our stars. The men and women of Cookville Regional Sports Medicine. Taking care of our local athletes. Getting them game ready. Preventing injuries. Using the latest technology. State-of-the-art care right here at home. That all leads to big plays. On the field. On the court. At the course. The men and women of Cookville Regional Sports Medicine. Behind our local athletes. Make an appointment to see our trainers. For maximum performance in all stages of your development. Cookville Regional. It's the way we care. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? Rainy championship game upon us today with off and on showers in Chattanooga. Two undefeated teams going for a state title. 4-0 Upperman, 14-0 Pearl Cone. Kickoff set for 10.08 Central. It's here on 106.9 Kicks Country and Sports Radio 104.7. The road to a perfect season includes some close calls, comebacks, defining moments. Our Jake Wallman rewinds the tape starting way back on August 18th when Upperman's road to perfection began. Undefeated. This adjective is one of many that can be used to describe the 2023 Upperman Bees football team. The Bees currently sit at 14-0 with one opponent standing in their way before they can host a gold ball on the turf of Chattanooga's Finley Stadium. A march of this caliber is not something that takes place overnight. The cultivation begins with the cold winter workouts in January and moving through the rest of the year. Upperman head coach Adam Kane knew what this team could do before the season even started. We spent the entire offseason just kind of focusing on trying to make sure that we, we are who we are. And, um, and, and you know, we've had a good good offseason in the, in, in the weight room. Well, I think this is probably going to be top to bottom, going to be the strongest team that I've you know, fielded here. Two double-digit wins at home to start the season led into the first region matchup on the road against formidable opponent Macon County. 
14 points in the first half was all that Upperman needed, allowing the defense to take over and preserve a 14 to 7 win. My guys you know, found a way to win in a, in a you know tough environment and in, in a you know like you said nip and tuck ball game, and I think that says a little bit about our resolve as a as a team. The bees fought throughout the season on their home turf and on the road. When White County came calling in mid-September, the Bees knew once again the region matchup was going to be a four-quarter battle. Upperman would fight off a fiery 21-point fourth quarter from the Warriors to win 28-21. The Bees are 5-0 and and on a warpath to the playoffs. So I was I was pleased with that. You know, we, we, we have played some, some games that have been one-score games where we've been able to, you know, at least make enough plays on the offensive side to to win the game, but uh, definitely would not say that I was proud of the way we closed that one out. As the calendar would flip from September to October, the games would only get tougher. Two 14-point wins with an open week in between put the Bs at 8-0 with marquee matchup of the season up next. 6-2 and Stone Memorial made the trip to Baxter, looking to follow up last year's regular season win with a win this year. The Panthers topped Upperman 15-14 in 2022 off a game-winning two-point conversion. Upperman would leave no doubt in this year's chapter, coming away with a 48-6 victory and moving to 9-0. and You know, we, we played pretty well. Probably our best, uh, you know, performance uh, so far this year. Um, but, I, but I also think they, um, you know, are, are pretty grounded and, and – and humbled, they kind of take my mindset. You know, there's just, it just seems like 2023, there's just no um, rest <laughs> and no, uh, you know, no relaxation in, in this season. And, and uh, this week's no different. A win over to Cab County 26 to 7 the following week finished off a 10 0 campaign in the regular season and gave the Bees another region title. But their work was just beginning. Teams are guaranteed 10 games in the regular season. In the playoffs, teams are guaranteed one. Upperman had home field advantage secured through the quarterfinal round of the playoffs. First on the docket was Eastridge, who Upperman blew past 56-14 to as they rushed for over 250 yards and six touchdowns. Waiting in the second round was an old friend, Stone Memorial. Revenge on the mind for the Panthers, quarterfinals on the mind for the Bees. Upperman would have a 14-0 lead in the first half and would never look back on their way to a 28-14 playoff win. For the second week in a row, a region opponent would await as Macon County would win their playoff matchup to set up the rematch. This is the deepest region we've ever been in, um, and, and, and our schedule is, is clearly head and shoulders uh, tougher than any schedule we've ever played here uh, You know, since I've been here. And um, I've been here the only times that they've been 4A here. So I think that would answer the, the, the question of how rugged this year has been. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that has to do with the region opponent. Playing in the quarterfinals with the chance to have a practice with your team on Thanksgiving is what every high school football player in the state looks for. Macon County and Upperman both had a shot. The Bees buzzed to a tune of over 300 yards offensively and two takeaways on defense, one of them noted as the biggest play of the game. A 17-14 win was in the books for Upperman, and they would be making their third semifinal appearance in the last six years. The one before the half was probably the biggest play of the game. Uh, you know, we're up 10-7. 
they hit the borders kid on a post route, um, and, and our guy Branson Turnbow went, you know, ran him down and, and stripped the ball, took away any chance of points there. So that was huge that we went into halftime for a lead. Going on the road this late in November is a good thing. You've defended your home turf as much as you can. As a team, you're clicking on all cylinders, but it also means you will meet others that are doing the same. To avoid a three-hour-plus bus ride across time zones, head coach Adam Kane made the move to go to Greenville a day early to help the players acclimate. The move paid off as Ethan Polk and Bronsden Chaffin would put together career nights on the ground. The two rushed for nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns combined, pushing Upperman to a 21-14 win and into today's 4A state championship game. Turning regular season wins into postseason success is hard, but the recipe in Baxter is one that combines a quick strike offense and a suffocating defense. The Bees have won six games in a row away from home. They hope to make it seven today as they meet Pearl Cone, a team that has its own recipe of success, as they have scored 30 or more points in their past 11 games. Counting down to Upperman, going for a state title this afternoon in Chattanooga. And the coverage is live. So is Danny Holmes, police chief, community of Baxter. Is there going to be anybody left before kickoff in Baxter, or is everybody in Chattanooga? Oh, no, no, Larry. There'll be nobody in the city of Baxter. We all will be in Chattanooga and cheering our bees to victory. I know in your role as a county commissioner, you love to bring credit to not just Upperman athletes, but Upperman students overall. What what does an event like this mean to someone like you who cares so much about these young people? Let me tell you something, Larry. Of course, I'm an alumni also of Upperman High School. And, uh, you know, it's actually been 50 years since I graduated. And so this is my 50 year anniversary and and these boys are so special coach kane and his staff it's just it's amazing amazing the season we've had and we've already made history and we're going to make more history and uh, and as you said as a county commissioner we love to bring our sporting events our people up to the uh um to the commission and honor and and i guarantee you this team will be honored by the county commission and the city of Baxter, and uh, I just can't say enough about this team. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. This is Emily Gibson, your Twin Lakes security consultant. The holiday delivery season is here. Know what's happening with Santa or the services that don't use reindeer with a high-definition camera system from Twin Lakes Security. With Twin Lakes, you can monitor deliveries in real time to ensure your packages are safe and secure. Give me a call to talk about protecting your holiday deliveries and more at 931-528-2005 or visit us online at TwinLakes.net. Twin Lakes Security, T-insert C-0026. Every play, teamwork, makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork, to make your dream work. See the difference. The Property Company, proud supporters of our local athletes. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time. 
and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment. So the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models. 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. Upperman and Pearl Cone getting set to battle for a 4A title this morning. Six champions already crowned in Chattanooga as we survey the championship frontier driven by Frontier Chevrolet. Alcoa, South Pittsburgh, Knoxville West were winners Friday. For Alcoa, that is nine straight wins in the championship game. That is the second longest streak in any sport in TSSAA history. CPA, Macaulay, and Middle Tennessee Christian Academy take the Division II titles. Later today, East Robertson battles Riverside for the 2A title. East Robertson ending York's season last week. The 6A title game, Oakland and Houston. The championship scoreboard presented by Frontier Chevrolet, Highway 111, just outside Livingston. Test drive your new Chevy or pre-owned vehicle at Frontier. Safety, Jackson Rollins, and of course also wide receiver playing a little bit of both ways for the undefeated Bees as they prep for a state title. Uh, Jackson, the same question we've asked everybody to lead off. Just what does it mean to you uh, to be the first team here from Upperman to make it to a state title on the gridiron? And obviously... uh, First guy to make it, uh, period, in, in Putnam County as a team on the gridiron. You know, it just it feels good because you get everybody from Putnam County supporting you. And then it's been building up for years. Coach Kane's came in and done a very good job of getting everybody prepped. He's definitely a great coach, and he knows how to get teams to where they need to be. And it's just it feels good to do it for him because I have so much respect for that man. Yeah, you've obviously played for him for several years now. Just what is that like? What is it like playing for head coach Adam Kane? It's very good since since day one I walked in here, transferring from Cookville. I met him. We kicked it off right away. And, you know, he's a great guy. He's very smart, the smartest guy you'll ever meet. And you just immediately have tons of respect for him and, you just put all your trust in him. He's like a father figure to me now, so it means it means everything to do it all for him. We're obviously coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, full steam ahead on a state title, concentrated on that. But I gotta ask, did you get to enjoy a little bit of your of your Thanksgiving? And what is the must have for for Jackson Rollins? What's the one thing that's gotta be on your plate at Thanksgiving? Yeah, uh, we uh, we had our family Thanksgiving at about three. And then our, we had to be at practice at 4. So I got about 30 minutes to grab a plate, eat it, and then get one to go to get on the bus. But my go-to is deviled eggs. I could I could down those. The, the whole plate's mine. I was leaving. I was like, I'm taking these with me. And they was like, all right, good luck. What makes a good deviled egg? I mean, everybody's got a different recipe. What's your, like, what's the thing that makes a great deviled egg to you? 
it's a secret. I can't tell everybody, Whoa. but my granny, shout out granny, she knows how to whip them up. I love you, granny. <laughs> hey, shout out granny. Shout out to all the, the parents that have uh, been there, the boosters and, and everybody else along the way that have gotten you guys here. Uh, Saturday morning, you're going to play in a state championship on turf, right? And you obviously play uh, positions on both sides where – Planning your feet, changing direction, cuts, and all of that are extremely vital to you having success. What's the biggest difference for you between natural grass and turf when it comes to playing safety and wideout? You know, uh, in the NFL, they they complain about it a lot. They don't like turf. I don't really like turf either because I'm coming off an ACL injury myself. But just being fluent and quick with your movements and not twisting up too much because, you know, it's dangerous. And it hurts when you fall and just getting right back up and going to the next play about it. You obviously are going to be lining up against some really, really elite athletes from Pearl Cone. That's one of the things they're known for as a program is having speed and athleticism uh, at basically every position on the outside, whether it's defensively or offensively. Uh, How much are you looking forward to the challenge of lining up against uh, guys like that, athletes like that? Yeah, definitely all respect to all of them. They can all play some ball all across the field. Any Every player on their team, even depth, second, third string guys can play ball. I mean, it's going to be fun, but I love a challenge. I'm ready to get after it. Jackson Rollins, uh, safety and wide receiver here for the undefeated Upperman Bees as they prepare to take on the Pearl Cone Firebirds in a state championship coming up in mere moments. Getting closer to kickoff, it's Upperman and Pearl Cone from Chattanooga. And Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter, one of those beaming with excitement as the Bees try to bring home a state football championship. We brought a lot of honors back to this community over the years, but a football title is something that we haven't done yet. We haven't, Larry, and we're sure hoping we do that today. Uh, the Bees are making history, you know, just by going to the state championship and uh had opportunities in the past, just never hardly made it. But uh, I'm feeling good about today. Uh, I hope it's uh, I hope it's going to be a winner. How proud are you of the achievements that you see out of that high school, not just in athletics, but in in, in all areas? Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, Baxter uh, years ago, very very small community, uh, very small schools, and over the last several years, the Schools have grown. More people are moving into that area. And they have a tremendous uh, sports program, not only football, basketball. I mean, they, they have it all. But those are just great schools down there. have a lot of great uh, principals and teachers and coaches, and as we do in all our schools in Putnam County. I think we're very blessed in Putnam County to have a great school system. What does it mean to a community? And in this, I don't mean just Baxter. You get the sense that everybody in the county has been excited this week about being on this stage. I think it's great for our county and and the excitement. Everywhere I go, all the events, places that I'm at, everybody's talking about this. Uh, Upper Bun, you know, making history, going to the state playoff and to – to bring a state championship back to Putnam County is just uh, would just be unbelievable. We're into our sports here in Putnam County and school systems and and our community and and they really turn out and support. And when you look at the crowds that have been coming to the to the Baxter games in Baxter, uh, it's just unbelievable. So the the community sport is is just astronomical right now for this team. And uh, hopefully we can help push them across the line. 
And that sense of community is important, isn't it? It is, Larry. We live in such a great community. I mean, I I made cool my home early on in life, uh, coming to Tennessee Tech to go to college and never left. And I've been a lot of places and never found any better community than what we have here. And we've been through some struggles over the years and saw our community come together and it doesn't make any difference if it's something bad or good. Our community is there and are sticking together. And, and wow, I just, that says it all. Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter helping us get ready for kickoff. Thank you, Mayor. Go Bees. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Ready for the unexpected. The pros at Cookville Regionals Urgent Care. When it's not an emergency, but you want the best quality care in the area, trust your family to Cookville Regional Urgent Care. A simple sprain, a fever that pops up, that cough that won't go away. Cookville Regional Urgent Care can get your family back in the game. Open 7 to 7 every day. So you're ready for the unexpected. The hometown team you trust for life's game-changing moments. Cookville Regional Urgent Care. It's the way we care. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time, so stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice, get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for for your team. Upperman and Pearl Cone playing for a state football title in Chattanooga today. Our countdown to kickoff continues, presented by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas from 1069 Kicks Country, Sports Radio 104.7. Upperman going for its first state football title today, but certainly the Bees, no strangers to the championship stage. Athletic Director Ross Fanning says, in a school like Upperman, it's important that you have good communication between coaches. You have to have an open line of communication, and not just with you and your coaches, but your coaches together, because especially we're still in that range to we're not really big, we're still small enough, we have to have multi-sport athletes. Um, yes, your athletes are going to be better in some sports than others, but they're going to be able to contribute in other areas. And, and your coaches have to buy into that. And your coaches have to communicate with each other so they can work together to use those athletes. In the past two years, Upperman has seen its volleyball, baseball, basketball, and football teams all make state tournament runs. Also, the school has added tennis, boys volleyball, and esports. Oh, we have very strong coaches. Um, we also have a strong community support. 
And when we when you get a community and you have strong coaches and you all work together, um, you'll you'll bring the best out in our athletes and not only the athletes that are here, but you'll 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 get athletes to come in and you'll get students to come in that want to participate in that programs just from seeing the success that we're having here at Upperman. Athletic Director Ross Fanning says he expects a lot of Upperman colors in the stands today. We brought huge crowds from the community. And in Greenville last Friday, we had a massive crowd. I was super impressed with our community. Hands down, they brought we brought so many people. And I, I, I expect a big crowd Saturday morning as well in Chattanooga. So everybody's on board. We have we have so many students that don't even play any sports. They are on board. They want to be at the game. That is Athletic Director Ross Fanning. One of the elements of today's game will be battling the elements, as showers are part of the forecast today. But uh, the cheerleading squad will certainly have their hands full trying to battle those elements, but also put on a good show. Upperman's cheerleaders, led by Stephanie Davis. Walking into the stadium last Friday night, just seeing the black and gold fill that stadium. And being from Upperman myself, that was just awesome. I had chills. Um, just knowing that we're in this position going against the school that, you know, a lot of people are talking about Pearl Cone. And, I mean, we know they're tough, but knowing that the cheerleaders are there and that is their job to keep people on their feet, to keep the people in the spirit no matter, you know, how hard this game is going to be. Um, our boys have come this far. They have fought and uh, in the rain, in the cold, in the heat. Um, the cheerleaders know that it, it's their job. It's, it's something that, you know, we hopefully um, can keep everybody positive. Uh, our crowd is awesome. They come every single Friday night. Some of the football mamas and cheer mamas got together and got some more um, milk jugs together and had some of the community members donate stuff and put some more jugs together. They actually put them in a trailer and they already are on their way to the state tournament. Um, they put some little signs together. The girls put together some bags and sent them on the bus with the boys. They made little signs for the boys, um, just lots of words of encouragement, making sure the team knows that this community and the cheerleaders are behind them as a former student, as a teacher, as a cheer coach, and just speaking for everybody that this win would mean so much not just making history but knowing these boys uh, this group of seniors they are special um coach kane puts everything into it the other coaches you know the volunteers every friday night uh stepping on that field the, the cheerleaders every night the student section the fans it just would mean everything to this community as soon as the football boys walked to the pep rally today, the energy was just even more exciting. It was just kind of like fireworks went off. Already finding his place in the stands, getting ready for this state championship game between Upperman and Pearl Cone. Baxter Mayor John Martin. I got to wonder, Mayor, are, do you have butterflies this morning? Well... I tell you, this is the most exciting time in the history of Baxter. Uh, to have a team like we have and Coach Kane and uh, everything that's gone on, the, of course, it was kind of shadowed uh, as far as J.T. Butler, which was the, 
one of the biggest bees that's ever been in Baxter. But uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, my son and I are going. We're, we're going to be sitting in the stands and and uh, cheering them on and hope they bring the gold home. I'm glad you mentioned A.T. Butler because uh, I know that means uh, he means so much to the community, to these young people, to the entire athletic program. He really does. I mean, there's times that we'll come out to T. Martin, have coffee, and he'd come and sit and, and write, relate to us about uh, different games. It was just a pleasure to sit and talk to him, just a wonderful person. And uh, I know the kids are going to play their heart out for him. And uh, that's what it's all about. Every team loves to win. And the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston. Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. A championship team. Tier 1 celebrates the Upperman Bees, the best on the field and off. Tier 1 is proud to provide championship care to the athletes of the Upper Cumberland. They understand the hard work, sweat, and pain that goes into a championship run. Every day, Tier 1 helps athletes of all ages get back into action. Tier 1, a championship team of board-certified sports medicine physicians. Proud to celebrate our Upperman Bees and all our local football teams on an amazing season. This is Marvin Long, your Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. We are grateful for our wonderful customers and wish everyone in the communities we serve a joyous holiday season. May this be a time of peace, hope, and happiness for you and your families. Please note that our offices will be closed on Monday, December 25th and Tuesday, December 26th, so our employees can celebrate with their families. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Twin Lakes. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender it is the state for a title game 14 and 0 upperman battling nashville pearl cone and the game is live on sports radio 104.7 and 106.9 kicks country pearl cone looking for its first state title since 1997 our jake wallman takes a look at the undefeated firebirds jake wallman joined by george robinson of the tennessean he's covered pearl cone for the last 10 years george thanks for the time I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So Pearl Cone has not lost in over a year. What did they have coming back this year that allowed a uh, return to Chattanooga possible? Uh, well, they had just about everybody returning from last year's. The, the team that got to the state championship last year um, ended up losing to uh, Anderson County by, by a field goal in that game. Um, a tremendous, a ton, uh, just tremendous speed on offense. Um, obviously, they're led by their quarterback, Keyshawn Tarleton. Um, he's a Mr. Football candidate in Class 4A. 
Um, they also have a big running back who also plays linebacker for them. Um, about a six foot four, I'd say 220 pound running back, uh, Zion Simpson Smith. He's another, uh, class 4A Mr. Football finalist. And that's not to mention, uh, the other kind of speedsters they have on that team, including Javian Kennard, who, uh, plays a little bit of running back, plays some, plays some wide receiver as well in the slot. Um, and then Darius Reed, who I think had 174 yards receiving last year in that state championship game and, and caught a pair of touchdowns. He's he's returning. Just a tremendous you know football team coming back for Coach Brunetti. Uh, I think this is his fourth state championship game that he's coached in. Um, he's, he's yet to win it, and it's been a long time since Metro Nashville has won a state title game, at least public schools in, in Metro Nashville. You know, it's funny you bring up the drought that Nashville has in terms of winning a state championship. Fifteen years, you know, you mentioned 2008, for Pearl yeah. Cone, it's a lot longer than that, almost 30 years going back to 1997. What would it mean right. to the Pearl Cone community and the national community as well to bring home a gold ball? Um, big time. I mean, I, you look at those teams, and, and it's, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult when you're competing against uh, – you're competing for a lot of the same athletes as uh, all the other public schools in the Nashville area are. Uh, places like East Nashville and Pearl Cone and Stratford and Maplewood and, and schools like that, they're all competing for those same kind of athletes. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it can be difficult to have the kind of sustained success that Coach Brunetti has had at Pearl. Um, and even at East Nashville, you know, when Jamal Stewart was there for, you know, he took Jamal Stewart as the centennial coach now, but he took East Nashville to its previous two state championships in 3A. Uh, they got a new coach in Damian Harris uh, this year who's taken them, who's taken East Nashville back to the 3A state title game. Uh, Damian Harris was a, a, a longtime assistant coach uh, at Pearl um, with Brunetti. So uh, he left, he left Pearl, uh, you know, over the summer, took over East Nashville and got them back to the state title game. So it would be it would it would be a huge um, accomplishment for either one of those teams, if not both, uh, to to end Metro Nashville's drought for state title game. A four point loss in this game a year ago. Have you heard any talk of a redemption story in the locker room, or you know, basically in layman's terms, last year's last year? You know, we're solely focused on this game with Upperman? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. There's probably some motivation uh, after coming close last year and falling short. Um, I know for Coach Brunetti, he really wants this. I know the kids really want it for him. He, he's uh, among the the leaders in um, in terms of wins for a Metro Nashville football coach of all time. Um, I think he's got around 165, 166 wins, somewhere around there. Um, so uh, they certainly want to do it for Coach Benetti. They want to do it for themselves to kind of avenge last year's uh, state championship loss. You know, but I also think that you know Upperman's a different presents a different sort of uh, difficulty than maybe Anderson County did last year. So um, you know, I'm sure that that, that Coach Benetti and his staff had, have looked you know, at film this week and, you know, have prepared the guys for, for uh, the expectations of what they'll see against upper minutes. It's probably not going to be the same kind of game that the Anderson County game was. You, you sort of go into this game thinking, you know, this is one more opportunity for us, you know, focus on, you know, the, the, the task at hand, the team that's, that's, you know, lined up across from you and then kind of go from there. George, I really thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Anytime. This has been George Robinson, high school sports reporter for the Tennessean that has covered Pearl Cone for the past 10 years. The UC Sports Station Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork 
makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. The pros behind our stars. The men and women of Cookville Regional Sports Medicine. Taking care of our local athletes. Getting them game ready. Preventing injuries. Using the latest technology. State-of-the-art care right here at home. That all leads to big plays. On the field. On the court. At the course. The men and women of Cookville Regional Sports Medicine. Behind our local athletes. Make an appointment to see our trainers. For maximum performance in all stages of your development. Cookville Regional. It's the way we care. talked all season about how this team has presented itself, carried itself, been different. What did you think of your team as you're standing on the sidelines, seeing them respond to adversity in a situation where it's beaten this program and it's beaten teams you've coached before? Uh, I do remember saying on the headsets uh, after the interception, you know, it was, it was a somewhat of a fluky play. Yeah. It wasn't a panic play. It was kind of fluky. Um, I felt pretty good about the way we stoned their run game on those first two plays after that. They hit a halfback pass on us. Usually we play that a little bit better. Um, but it wasn't just – I didn't feel like they were just ramming it down our throats. So, um, you know, I just remember saying we're not doing this. We're not doing this again. And I felt like the players had the same sort of mindset and mentality as I did. And then when Ethan Paul, you know, busted out some runs, uh, you know, I was like, here we go. You know, we're fine. We're, uh, and, and we get, get the score 7-7, and our kids just freaking locked in at that point and, and played our style of game, and, and we were fine. Now you turn the page. What does Pearl Cone do, uh, both in terms of just the program you feel like being able to get to this point consistently, and then this year's team especially, what do they do that you guys uh, have to get ready for, have to key on? Yeah. Um, first off, you know, advantage to them because they were there last year. And you get, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals finals and that experience is just a monumental thing um you know i'm hoping that our teams uh 
experience this year is, is going to have us ready. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've seen some bright lights and we've seen some big moments and we've been able to play, you know, good ball during those times. But, you know, they were there last year. They've got the motivating factor of we don't want to go out like we did last year. So, and, and to be honest with you, I think all but one of their starters is back. So that kind of tells you all you need to know, um, you know, and, and then you you look on the film and, and there's talent at every position. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a, a great deal of competition to get on the field at that place because everybody that it seems they put in the ball game is, is – you know, not just plugging a spot or filling a spot. They're trying to make their own plays and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, offensively, they're, they're dynamic at wide receiver. Um, got three or four running backs that they can throw at you. Um, the quarterbacks had a phenomenal year. They're big and strong and move well on the O-line. And then, you know, same can be said for their defense. Uh, you know, they're really – Stingy on the defensive side, they run well. Um, you know, they're not going to let you get big plays because they're going to run you down if you if you scheme them up. Um, so, you know, what I see is a team with a lot of really really good players. You know, elite players at this level. Um, I see a team that that's uh, you know pretty well coached. They've got good good schemes on both sides of the ball. Um, you, you know, you, you look to try to find weaknesses. Um, I don't know that I see any. Um, you know, it's going to be t- maybe two different styles of football teams going at each other. Um, who can impose their will? Who can get the game in, on, on their terms, so to speak? Um, you know, I think our guys will, will – you know, right now we're embracing the preparation of the the whole deal. We're we're throwing a lot at them in terms of what we can expect to see. Our kids are you know soaking that up. We need to have two really solid padded up practices today and tomorrow, and um, and then you know get our minds right. We're going down Thursday night. We're gonna you know be away from everybody for two nights and. We need to get it in our heads that, that we're here to, you know, compete for a state championship. And we've earned that right. We've earned the right to say that. And, uh, you know, now we've got to do it. And on Saturday morning at, at you know, 10 a.m. Central Time, we need to embrace the, the competition because it's going to be really stiff. And uh, we're going to have to play really well to, to be competitive in the game. But, um, you know, our kids have – answered the bell every single every single week and uh you know it's uh it'll be a big challenge but not something that's gonna be too big for our players i don't think for a while your grass isn't growing but you know one thing that will not last soon mowing season will return and gentry's power equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp the engines tweaked and things will run smoothly all through 24 maybe it's time for a new x mark mower right now gentry's is offering up to 500 in instant rebates on select models zero percent for 54 months on select models gentry's power equipment 755 buffalo valley road 
Road, Cookville. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is David Price, your Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. The holidays are a wonderful time to count the many blessings of this year. And if you're a small business owner, it's also a time to be planning for next year. Twin Lakes would love to help with fast, reliable, gig speed, broadband, and voice packages, all at prices that will have you counting even more blessings. Give me a call today at 931-476-2151 or visit TwinLakes.net to learn how Twin Lakes can transform your business today. Upperman going for a first state title in football. But, of course, there is championship pedigree in Baxter. Dana McWilliams has built a state powerhouse in women's basketball. West Shanks has taken baseball to a state title. It's a really special time. You know, the one thing for my advice would be uh, to enjoy the moment. You know, just take it all in. And, you know, obviously we know uh, we're, we have an undefeated season going right now. Our kids are laser-focused, I feel like. I'm, you know, I think our whole community, we're just super excited, hoping that they come out with a victory. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the steps. Have fun with it. And then I know they're going to be prepared by Saturday morning. You know, Coach Kane's going to have that bunch fired up, ready to go. Just make sure you, you enjoy it while you're there. This is experience not many high school athletes get to have, not many high school coaches get to have. One thing that really separates Epperman from a lot of schools is that every uh, sport is for each other. Just the mentality of it, because it is a higher level game. You're going to have two Mr. Football finalists in that ball game. You've got tons of talent on Epperman's team. Uh, Procon's going to be a tough opponent too. But from the coaching perspective, you're trying to maximize your athlete. Their success is our success, our success, their success. So, uh, you know, there would be no no way that we wouldn't be there to support uh, our team and hopefully see that championship. We're just minutes away from kickoff. Let's get the keys to the game presented by UCEMC. Colin? As we continue from Finley Stadium, it's time for Wes Shanks to tell us what will power an Upperman win today. Presented by Upper Cumberland Electric Membership Corporation. Coach Shanks, a win for the Bees today starts with what? 
It just depends on if they can eliminate that big home run play because there's going to be athletes all over this field for the Firebirds with Simpson and Tarleton. And so they're going to be very a high-powered offense that Upperman hasn't seen to this point. You know, you're here in the championship game. The fireworks are going to be around. It's can they eliminate that over-the-top passing attack, aggressive passing attack that the Firebirds have because they have the defensive package to be able to manage that run defense. Can they put pressure on Tarleton? If they can, it's going to be in favor of the bees, especially in these weather conditions. It's the UCEMC keys to the game. Visit UCEMC.com and find out how your extra change can support UCEMC cares and community organizations across the Upper Cumberland. Today's game day forecast calls for rain. 90 to 100% chance that it will keep up throughout the ball game. It has already uh, come a pretty significant storm twice here in Chattanooga just before kickoff. Temperatures stand at 60 degrees, and we will see Upperman as the home team this morning. Winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Reminding you to call before you dig. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Stand by. Kickoff is next. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time. And you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. In every game, every quarter, every play, Teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. WKXD Monterey Livingston. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender at chattanooga's historic finley stadium on the campus of the university of tennessee chattanooga it's the blue cross bowl 2023 class 4a edition just under a minute and a half to go before the pearl cone firebirds and the upperman bees will do battle for a chance at a state title 
Wes Shanks joining me, and, and Wes, you look at it, two teams that couldn't be in more different situations being here today. Upperman, a team that has never made it to this point. In fact, the last time any team from Putnam County was at this point was in the 1960s. On the other side, Pearl Cone has made several attempts at this game, 2015, 2019, and most notably just last year, but has not won it since they were champions of 4A way back in 1996-1997. Those two teams featuring a man by the name of Big John Henderson. A lot of Tennessee volunteer fans may recognize. Go Vols. Absolutely. And there are some differences from the programs, but if you also look at there are some similarities. Both of these teams have made the playoffs in 11 straight appearances. You know, with Upperman, they, their playoff stint are 21 and 17. Pearl Cone is 56 and 23. So it's, it's you know, these both these programs have had some success recently, and, and that's going to be give a lot of uh, you know momentum to Pearl Cone from being here last year. The Bees of Upperman are, have not been here, but they've been knocking on the door. So it's going to be fascinating to see which team can show up, which team can, can provide the best uh, execution, and which one's going to come out on top. The captains for both teams have gone to the middle of the field and had their coin, the coin toss. They are today for your Upperman Bees, uh, Jonathan Rushing, Cameron Bush, Clayton Harris, and Evan Briggs. The other side for the Firebirds, Diarius Reed, the Mr. Football finalist, Zion LaFrederick Simpson, and Jason Overton, the three captains, for the all-white clad Pearl Cone Firebirds, black helmets for the birds, and exactly the opposite for your Upperman Bees, the all-blacks with gold numbers today and white num- white helmets. And Coach Shanks, before we get this game started, you mentioned Upperman today adding a little something extra to these white helmets. Well, all season long they've had the dog bones, and that's what Coach Kane has enticed his players. And so it's kind of like the Ohio State Buckeye. they got dog bones all over their helmets. But we did have you know, the tragedy last week at Greenville. JT Butler, a longtime fan supporter, been running the program, unfortunately passed away, had several of his uh, – Young, you know, sons and daughters coming through the program. If it's basketball, if it's choir, if it's football, they have a JT decal on their helmet today. So they have someone in their hearts they're playing for, and it's it's something that the whole community of Baxter is aware of. Uh, but if it was up to JT, he would have no better place to show support than here at the state championships in Chattanooga. Speaking of showing support. Uh, whoever was the last one to leave Baxter, I hope you turn the lights out because the entire community is here and they are ready to watch the Bees receive the opening kickoff. So the Upperman Bees will begin with the football. Back to receive it on the back line. There are uh, Bronson Tur- yeah, Branson Turnbow. I had to uh, misread an A for an O there. Uh, Turnbow is back there to receive the kick, standing it around. Uh, his own about eight-yard line. The kick is up. It's going to be short. Fielded at about the 20. Go to the 25 to the 30. Contact made near the 35. Going down at the 33-yard line. I believe that looks as if it was Colton Johnson, but uh, I will have to double-check. But either way, Upperman will begin at their own 33. 
And, you know, kicking game special teams could come into play today, but the biggest factor of today's game is going to be the weather. It is really raining right now. Every fan has that poncho, an umbrella, something. They're all standing up right now. But ball safety, ball security, who's going to have that fumble, the ball slip out, who's going to slip out on this synthetic turf, that's going to be a major factor here in this championship game. Bronson Schaefen, the man who has led the Upperman Bees all the way here at the quarterback position, just a sophomore. We'll see if the underclassman has the pressure that gets to him. They hand off to Polk to begin this game, and early on, Polk is going to struggle seemingly more than he did against Greenville, gaining just about a yard on this Pearl Cone front. Polk's that guy. He's averaging six to seven yards per carry this season. Should be in the Mr. Football uh, candidacy, but, you know, they're so deep around, it's been hard to pinpoint one amazing athlete for Upperman. But there he let, ran into Elijah Anthony, a six foot, 320-pounder, which limited his game to two pounds. Not many 300-pounders uh, they've seen this season. No, but a big emphasis last week, or this week, that is, speaking on last week, was the ability to dominate the lines of scrimmage against Greenville. Upperman will hope to do that again today. Chaffin will take the shotgun snap, another handoff, Polk, and again, Polk. Diving forward, this time uh, might have actually gotten about four and puts Upperman in third and five. And you're not wrong about that Greenville game. They were That was probably the first game all season that they were underdogs. And they absolutely dominated the front on offense, the front on defense, in the trenches. And that's what led to their success. Now, that's a big factor in today's game because you know you got the athletes with the Firebirds. They're going to be, uh, you know, fast. They're going to be athletic. They're going to be, you know, big. They're also going to be fast. Did I say that? They're, they're <laughs> going to have so much going for them. But can Upperman control that line of scrimmage and out-physical them? On third and five, Elijah Anthony actually had to exit the field because his helmet came off. So Bronson Chafin takes a shotgun snap for himself, gets the edge on the left side at the 40, at the 45, at the 50, past the 50, the six foot five, 205 pound sophomore picks up the first down and puts Upperman on the Pearl Cone side of the 50. If you're chaffing, you gotta love that. You had five or six black jerseys in front of you pushing. He had all the room in the world with those guys leading the charge. And that's, again, this is gonna be a very emotional game. This is an emotional team. Coach Kane coached, uh, you know, team as far as their high emotions, high energy. You know, that's how they play. Coming right there with a the first down, that gets everybody going. Bunch of cheering, chest bumping. This is exciting. First and 10 with Jackson Rollins in the backfield with Schaffin. Now they're going to bring Cullum in motion, and they hand off Rollins, and Rollins kind of slips and slides through the line. This is something we talked about last week. With Polk, it's that strong head down, four yards, going to pound you. Rollins, almost his ability to scat back. Well, the column, the first thing right there was the column near side to far side end around motion. That's going to keep that linebacker off the edge from crashing down. Then you're going to give it to uh, Rollins, who is more shifty. He's a he's shorter, can get underneath those tackles and you know gain three or four yards a little bit differently than say a Polk would. The five foot nine hundred and seventy five pound senior now chaffing in the gun will hand off Rollins again, and Rollins again finds a hole. And just short of the first down, makes it about third and two after the five-yard gain. And then there's there's five plays right here. They've been on the ground five times, and they've got one first down. Now they're short and manageable, or second and manageable. Uh, excuse me, third and manageable. This is a Coach Kane run offense. Everybody, if you're a, a, an Upperman fan, you like this pace of the game. This is a successful uh, strategy. So far playing into the weather like we talked about. Nobody wanting to put the ball in the air, or at least Upperman not yet. 
Bronson Schaefen, the third and three officially listed with the ball at the Pearl Cone 40. He's going to check with the sideline. Six, five to go on the play clock. Gets the snap off, the handoff. They're going to give it to, is that Rollins again? It's a first down either way. It is Rollins again. So Jackson Rollins and his ability to go get the first down picks up three and a half when he needed three. The biggest factor, too, about this the strategy for Upperman run game, yes, you're going to be physical, but guess what they're doing right now? You, you know what's dangerous is that Firebird offense. You can't score points offensively if you're not on the field. So point of emphasis for the Upperman Bees. So two first downs now on the uh, initial drive by the Upperman Bees, first and ten from the Firebird 37, and already under 8.45 to go in the first quarter. Three receiver set. Three receivers set indeed. The handoff, though, yet again to Rollins. And Rollins, spinning, finds his way down to the 35, a gain of three. That's an, uh, your defensive back, Jaquist Williams, 5'10", 180. Looks very athletic, comes around again. They're going to start crashing just like Greenville did, just like all the other teams have. Once Upperman starts pounding that center, pounding the run game, you're going to start seeing linebackers, safeties, your DBs come crashing in, and that's going to be the opportunity if Coach Kane sees fit to go over the top to a Branson Turnbow or a Cam Bush. Two wide receivers set, both guys outside the hashes, one tight end and a shotgun snap. And now we're going to have a flag over on the far side. That's near Carmine Phillips lined up way out there. But I think they're going to get offsides. Offsides on the Firebirds. Defensive back for your Firebirds uh, covering Cam Bush. Some miscommunication there. His coach is letting him know about it at the moment. (laughs) Coach is letting them know that they took that ball backwards. And it was uh, supposed to go the other way. So they're going to have to walk this back now what would be 10 yards because they took five away they actually needed to give five and this is a little bit different than your college football your professional football at any time if a defensive opponent crosses into the neutral zone it's a five-yard penalty there is no chance for that defender to come back across the line so high school officiating high school rules are slightly different a lot of similarities but some differences chaffin in the gun Brings a man in motion. That's Phillips. The handoff, Phillips on an end around. He gets the edge at the 30, 25, 20, 18 yard line. He's out of bounds, and I think we're going to get a flag for unnecessary roughness on Joshua Simmons, the defensive back for the Firebirds. Well, it would be good if it was uh, for Upperman, maybe a face mask. There was some sort of holding right there on the end if you're number 22. I can't, uh, but he could not get the flag out of his pocket if you're the side judge, and it's going to be face mask against the Firebirds. Nathan Ledbetter, you thought, might have been holding, but it is a face mask on the Firebirds. And another thing, uh, Coach Shanks, that you and me discussed leading up to this game, it was a battle of the Firebirds, talented, very athletic, but not necessarily this year been as disciplined. They've had double-digit penalties in several games this season. And that's also a point of emphasis if you're, you know, most of the time, the turnover battle and the penalty battle. You win those, you're going to be successful in high school sports. Seven and a half minutes to go, first quarter, a handoff. This is going to be Polk. Polk, using those legs, keeps them churning and gets inside the 10 to the nine and a half yard line. Upperman knocking on the door with 7.15 to go in the first quarter. And one thing, the physicality that Upperman's offensive front 
provides in these games is it wears down those defensive linemen when they have to tackle guys every play. They don't get a break, per se. If that quarterback drops back and throws it, it it's almost like a little bit of a five- to ten-second break for some of those linemen. In this case, they've had to give it their best shot for the last seven minutes. Two wide receivers set, Turnbow and Cullum. They're going to bring Turnbow in motion left to right and hand off again to Polk, and Polk with a burst inside the five to the four. That's going to be a first down for Upperman and set up first and goal from the Firebird four-yard line. You've already got defensive back. you got linemen that are looking to come out of the game for substitutions because they're getting tired, and Upperman's just forcing their issue. This is a, a to the T what Coach Kane would want coming into a state championship game. You're cold and wet as well, worth pointing out. The rain is continuing to come down, rolling down the steps here of Finley Stadium. Another two-receiver set with a tight end on the left side of the line. They're going to bring Turbo left to right in motion. It's Palk and Chaffin in the backfield. Chaffin keeps it himself. Palk acts as a blocker, and Chaffin's over the corner of the end zone, past the pylon. B strike first in the Class 4A Blue Cross Bowl 2023, 7-0 pending the PAT. Wow, that, again, those were, they probably ran three or four separate plays there up the middle with Rollins, up the middle with Park, the left end, cover the end, let Bronson Bronson Chaffin get to the pylon with ease there. Great job if you're the Bees. You're very excited. Your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week. Pending the PAT now, the kick from Stanfield is up, and even in the driving rain, it's good. 6-10 to go first quarter. The Bees lead 7-0 over the Pearl Cone Firebirds. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Finley Stadium in Chattanooga, the host of the Blue Cross Bowl 2023 and your Upperman Bees now lead 7-0 over the Pearl Cone Firebirds with 6-10 to go in the first quarter as we await the TV timeout coming to an end. Head coach Wes Shanks, Upperman Baseball with me to my right. Coach Shanks, you talked about it throughout that drive. That was a quintessential Bees football drive. Yeah, they didn't have the have to go to the ball in the air. They they converted on two third downs. They got a total of 57 yards, add a penalty in there with the uh, Firebirds. Th- that was exactly the game plan if you're Upperman Bees. Coach Kane led offense there. Just, hey, guys, let's take the possession. Look, at there's 6-10 left in this first quarter. You have kept the Firebirds' offense off the field. Now, great job on offense. Let's see how the defense responds. They've got all the momentum in the world, but they also have not seen Tarleton, the quarterback, 
uh, Mr. Football finalist for 4A of the Firebirds. So this is going to be the matchup, which you know a lot of people are going to be excited to see and hear about. Simpson and Tarleton, the two Mr. Football finalists for the Firebirds, will get our first look at both of them on offense. Simpson also plays on the defensive line, so already seen him in this ball game defensively, and it's muffed. Pearl Cone muffed it back at the 20, and here come the Bees with a tackle at the 18, and that couldn't be a better start on offense and special teams. That's two of the three phases of a ball game. And typically what Upperman likes to do is kick away from the athletes. Well, that's very hard to do with a team like the Firebirds. they got athletes all over the field. The number three right there, uh, Donovan Higgins, is one of your top receivers, which has got to be disconcerting because if he's having a trouble catching a return kickoff, he's probably going to have trouble catching a pass from Tarleton. Tight formation. They send one man out wide. It's Darius Reed. It's going to be a handoff, and there's the athletes, Simpson, with his first burst through the line, picks up eight. And you, let's look back at Upperman's, uh, you know, defense and some of these games that they've played earlier in the season. They had a team with Lebanon that had an b- unbelievable running back, a tremendous athlete. So they have, and you've had Gabe Borders that you mentioned early in the pre- uh, pregame. They have had some good running backs that they've had to stop. So let's see how they respond here. Under center is Tarleton. Turnaround handoff to Simpson. And this time Upperman just can't handle the big frame of wow. Simpson gets past the 30, the 35, and to the 38-yard line, a big-time first down for Simpson, who, as I mentioned, does play in the defensive line. He's 6'3", 241, and on the season has rushed for now over 1,000 yards, came into the game with 997. Yeah, and you see that the Bees are a swarming defense. Cam Bush gets in there on the tackle but was unable just size-wise to get him down by himself. Upperman's going to have to have a game tackling. Another handoff, this time to the scat back, Javion Kennard, and they stop him for a gain of maybe half a yard. And that feels like it's something Upperman's going to have to do all day. You've got to take advantage of times when Pearl Cone doesn't put it in Simpson or Tarleton's hands. Yeah, and I just mentioned Cam Bush. He's leading the team with tackles in 90. You've got Walter Kane, who's got 88 on the season, 15 of those for loss. So there's a lot of guys. you got uh, Clayton Harris, who's got 61 total tackles, but 30 of those are for loss. Pock's in there with 74 total. So they have a very good, solid, physical defense. Can they consistently uh, defend against the Mr. Football finalist? And something to note, we talked about what Upperman was able to do when Elijah Anthony had to step off the field from the defensive line for Pearl Cone. On the other side, Evan Briggs has just been helped off the line, or off the field, that is, for Upperman on the defensive line. He's being stretched out on the sideline. We also have another B, it seems, down at the 50. That, I believe, is, yes, that's Walter Kane. A very talented linebacker who showed up a lot last week against Greenville. Sophomore, coach's son right there. Again, there's a lot of talent on this defense. Uh, Again, they're going to see some physical uh, Division I talent ball carriers. And so how can this team out-physical someone that's got 2 to 3 inches and 30 to 40 pounds on them? 4.45 to go, first quarter. Tarleton in the gun this time. Takes the snap, hands off to the scat back. And he is going to be through the first tackler and wrapped up at the 43 by the second. It's Kennard again, or Kennard again, that is, uh, able to dive forward. And now Pearl Cone's going to pick up that Tennessee Vol tempo. 
right back in the gun. Upperman, I'm not sure if they got everybody off the field. Maybe they did. No, no flags. Wow. And on third and four, Kennard gets another handoff. Tried to take it off tackle to the left, and Upperman, a great job to limit him to three yards and force fourth and two. Huge, huge individual play right there by Ethan Park. They were not set up on defense. A great offensive strategy by the Firebirds. They get a, a one-on-one. Number 21, Ethan Park gets a stop right there to force the fourth down. Fourth and two. They're going to go for it, it seems, and now a timeout Upperman. Coach Kane maybe with a, a smart call here on a timeout, wants to make sure his defense is able to get set and get ready for fourth and two against a very strong athletic team. 3.50 to go, first quarter, Upperman leading 7 nothing in the Class 4A state championship. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. Tarleton lined up under center, takes a snap, turns around, hands off to the Mr. Football finalist Simpson, and he's stuffed. Stuffed, stuffed him. Great job, great penetration right there by the defensive line. Huge stop right there. Huge stop, fourth down after a timeout. Turnover on downs. There's your first big turnover of the game. 345 to go in the first quarter, and the Upperman Bees. Turn Pearl Cone over on downs to make it first and 10 B's offense at the Pearl Cone 47. So also worth pointing out, they're already in positive territory. Yeah, and you know, head coach Ellie Bernetti right there, uh, offensive-minded, he's going to give the ball to his athletes, which any high school coach is going to do. I want my best players with the ball in the key moments. That's your fourth down moment, give it to them. But Upperman able to be more physical, stop them with a big fourth down. Chaffin in the gun, brings Turnbow left to right in motion once again. Now it's a three wide receiver set over to the right, but they'll hand off Polk, and this time Pearl Cone does a great job. Devin King, six foot three, 350 pound senior defensive lineman on the tackle to cut Polk off with no gain. This is a high school game, right? Three, did you say 6'5", 350? Wow. Uh, yeah, I believe 6'3", 350. He so. looks 6'5", 450. Wow, big man right there. And that's some of the things they're going to have to address if they're upperman is can they get around that interior of the Firebirds def uh, defensive front. Go ahead, going ahead and creating a trip set out to the right. Now they motion the tight end from right to left, bring Polk to the left hip of Chaffin. Chaffin's going to take it himself, sprints out to the left, and once again Pearl Cone is up to the challenge. Meeting him was Jaquise Williams. A defensive backslash linebacker, 5'10", 188, is Williams. He meets Chaffin, and 
Looks like he actually forced Chaffin to lose about two yards. And you notice in the uh, coaching staff for Pearl Cone is definitely putting more guys into the box. You know, after that first series of downs, obviously they're not going to be through the air with upper men and Chaffin as much, so they're going to crowd the box and force upper men to get wide, to get aerial. Our first true passing down, third and 11. See if they go to the air. They bring Turnbow left to right in motion. Chaffin takes it. He's just going to hand off to Polk, and Polk got a few, bounced off a couple more, and made it back past the 45 to the 43. And that'll make it about fourth and five or so. Actually, okay, there we go. The down marker began to move a little more. I thought we were going to get a bad spot there. It'll be fourth and six, and Upperman will send out the punt team, Jalira Cullum, the punter, running out. And Upperman has not had to punt this postseason very often. I believe six punts all postseason. You add the element of weather right now, the rain. This is kind of concerning if you're an Upperman B. You haven't seen this often. Cullum takes it, punts. It's going deep to Kennard. Kennard fields it at the five off a bounce. Goes one-on-one with a defender. And that defender, while he wasn't able to make the tackle, it was Elijah Fitz able to slow him down enough that that gang tackling happens and we see a piece of laundry at the 11. Anytime the punt happens, you know, that was one, a great directional punt away from the athlete. He was not out of bounds yet, got close to the 10-yard line. The athlete was able to, you know, receive and try to make a return. That's always dangerous when there's one-on-one. But like you said, the defense was able to swarm around him and enough so to where there's even a penalty against the Firebirds. And now that will back Pearl Cone up all the way inside their own 10. And the Firebirds will have to begin their offensive drive with 1.24 to go in the first quarter as they show Coach Kane on the jumbo board here in the driving rain. 1.24 to go first quarter, first and 10 for the Firebirds at their own six-yard line. At some point, you've got to start seeing that aerial attack from the Firebirds. Tarleton under center, turns, hands off Kennard, and Kennard is met at the five and somehow finds a way to get an additional two yards or so. Ends up at about the seven. I believe that. Yeah, 42, Colton Johnson, the freshman, did a tremendous job by setting the edge, forcing the running back to cut up field where there was more defenders and linemen. And here's something you don't want to see. Number 21, Ethan Park, uh, falls down to the ground there, is getting some attention by the trainer. He goes down at about the 15. He tried to stay on the field. He was kind of limping and gimping around. Now they'll get him up on his feet and walk him over to the sideline under his own power, but with what exactly one minute to go here in the first quarter, second and eight, and I'm trying to determine, no, they're going to send the teams back out there. All right, so we will continue action. Upperman leading 7-0 over Pearl Cone with one minute to go in the first quarter. And Pearl Cone in a second and eight situation from their own eight yard line. And we have not seen a pass attempt from the Firebirds yet. Have not. Tarleton in the gun though with Kennard in the backfield. No, they bring Kennard in motion from a wide receiver position. And Kennard going right to left on an end around. And he's got all the space and he might be off the races except we've got a piece of laundry. Now Kennard is at the 30, the 20, the 10, 5 and into the end zone. But we've got a piece of laundry all the way back at the Pearl Cone 37-yard line. 
And let's talk about the keys to the game, right? Upperman has to stop that home run. That was a great individual athletic effort. There's actually two pieces of laundry on the field, one on the near side, one on the far side. But getting upfield, one hard cut, and just the true speed and athleticism of the Firebirds, Tarleton there, that's tremendous. Let's see what the flags are because that's going to be a critical key to this game. Several things to check with. Ethan Polk sprints back out onto the field. Good news if you're an Upperman fan. With tape. With tape, but he's out there. The flag I initially noticed at the 37 of Pearl Cone, but Coach Shanks is correct. There is another piece of laundry on the near the far sideline at around the 11. So we will see what the calls, plural, are here. More than likely both or at least one against the Firebirds. A block in the back on the Firebirds. And I believe that that's going to be the penalty that was uh, assessed at the 11 now does look like there's a penalty on upper men of some kind. Not sure. I believe the hands behind the back signal is either going to be illegal participation or that's, you know, the near side. There was probably someone in the official's way as he's trying to run down the field. Uh, Long plays, that kind of happens. That's why you have one of those get-back coaches on the sidelines. So it works out like this, 43 seconds to go, first quarter, and Pearl Cone will have it first and 10 from their own 21-yard line, trailing 7 to nothing in this Blue Cross Bowl. Tarleton in the gun. Tight end in motion, goes left, comes back right, turns and hands off to Simpson, and Simpson with a burst is going to be tripped up at the 30, but doesn't go down until the 34. It's another first down for the Firebirds, and now 35 seconds on the clock. They're going to speed up the offense. They're getting quick. Tarleton and Simpson again in the backfield out of the gun. Simpson directly behind him. Turn around, hand off Simpson, and this time Simpson just able to keep those legs churning once again. Goes from the 34 to the 40, a six-yard gainer. And like you said, the Tennessee Vols football offense here, just on the ball, looking over to coach, get that signal, and that – that's something the Upperman Bees have faced before with a Macon County offense, but it was a veer, uh, you know, a veer offense or a wing tee, but it was very fast-paced. Not anything like this with a spread that they've faced. Simpson off the field here, and so did everybody else. They just let the clock roll out. So we hit the end of the first quarter. The Upperman Bees will take a lead into the second. Seven to nothing. Bees lead the Firebirds to begin the second quarter. Every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Ready for the unexpected. The pros at Cookville Regionals Urgent Care. When it's not an emergency, but you want the best quality care in the area, trust your family to Cookville Regional Urgent Care. A simple sprain, a fever that pops up, that cough that won't go away. Cookville Regional Urgent Care can get your family back in the game. Open 7 to 7 every day. So you're ready for the unexpected. The hometown team you trust for life's game-changing moments. Cookville Regional Urgent Care. It's the way we care. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. 
Upperman fans in full force as they get set to watch their defense go to work. Second and four for the Pearl Cone Firebirds offensively at their own 40-yard line. Beginning in the second quarter. And in the first quarter, it was almost all Upperman Bees. Total offense, 61 yards for Upperman on 14 plays. It was just 49, it was 49 yards for the Pearl Cone Firebirds on nine plays. A lot of that, though, coming uh, on that one play uh, that ended with two penalties. And on that penalty was the, you know, spotted foul, holding brings it back, or blocking the back brings it back, then an addition on a uh, illegal participation. So that was a fortunate, unfortunate play there for Upperman because it does take points off the board. Upperman, four first downs on their initial drive. Pearl Cone uh, with three so far in this ball game. And again, we've yet to see a single pass from either side. Now, not all that surprised that we haven't seen that from an Adam Kane coached Upperman team. But on the other side, the fact that Pearl Cone hasn't even once tried to put the ball in the air uh, can be viewed several different ways. But let's talk about what we have seen. We have seen exactly what Upperman wants to force down Pearl Cone's defense, which is time management, which is running the ball through the tackles, around the tackles, downhill. We have seen Pearl Cone's Firebirds and their athletes. They stand out. There's no if and buts about it. They can make plays. They're making cuts up the field, running away from defenders. If Upperman is wanting to stay ahead in this ball game, they have got to contain that that firepower that the Firebirds have. Seven to nothing. The Bees carry that lead here into the second quarter. Again, ball for the Firebirds at the 40, and something else you pointed out uh, during the break, not just the speed, but the size difference as well. As you roll down this Pearl Cone roster, we've already brought it up. Simpson is six foot three, 241 pounds. He plays on the defensive line, but he's also their starting running back. You go down to some of his uh, counterparts on the offensive and defensive line. 6'3", 350, 6'4", 280, 6'3", 20, 6'3", 350. I mean, these are massive human beings. And that's what you expect in a championship game at the highest level. This is higher level football being played at the state championships. Man in motion, instead the handoff to the running back, and he will be brought down for maybe a gain of one, some extra handsy play between a couple guys. No flags, but that's what you expect in title game situations. It was a handoff Cromwell, so seeing a new running back here on that play for Pearl Cone, and a good job by the Upperman defense with Simpson off the field, and now they're going to run him off again. That's just another running back in the quiver of running backs or athletes for the Firebirds. But luckily there, Walter Kane, the sophomore linebacker, with a tremendous individual effort. Tarleton in the gun and Cromwell in the backfield. Going to gesture two tight ends to the left side. A toss out to Cromwell, and he's going to have plenty of green grass. 40, 45, 50, 45, and now some flags. Both come flying out from nearside judges. Good play by the Firebirds. They set the edge, had a little toss play, quarterback to running back toss play that got to the edge, gained 10 yards past the first down there. It was a one-on-one receiver versus a defensive back uh, block penalty. It's going to be a holding, but it's going to be a holding after the first down. So Pearl Cone 
will get the first down, but then be backed up. Spot of the foul. And that's just more speed coming from the Firebirds. Uh, great job. I believe that was number 10, Branson Turnbow, uh, one of your more athletic players on the defensive side of the ball for the Bees. Uh, and that's that's something. They're the last line of defense, and that's going to be hard to stop the Firebirds on their last line of defense because they're very quick, they're fast, and they can run away from anybody in the state. As we get set for another Pearl Cone attempt, first and 10 from their own 44, one other stat of note out of the first quarter. Upperman time of possession, 8-11. Pearl Cone just 349. So you talked about it, right? You can't score on offense if you're not on the field. And that's what the time of possession should be, but it doesn't take long for this Firebird offense to score. Tarleton wasn't paying attention and snapped behind Tries it. Tries to pick it up. Kennard just dives on it all the way back at the Pearl Cone 24-yard line. And an Upperman B will go down, but a, a extremely positive play for the Bs and a horrifically uh, bad mistake for the Pearl Cone Firebirds. And, and that's what happens sometimes when you have these fast-paced, high-powered offenses. Which, you know, you go to that first read, right? Then you take a moment, look over to the coaches. Hey, do we want to continue with this play, or do we want to go to for the option number two? Well, while he was looking for the co head coach there for that second option, the center snaps it. I mean, it goes 20 yards. Ball's what he thought about trying to pick it up and run with it. And, you know, if it's not a rainy game, he probably does that. Smart to jump on the ball. Very fortunate if you're the Bees. Kennard, the man who dove on – or, excuse me, Cromwell, the man who dives on it for the Firebirds. And we did have momentarily Robert Cox, the senior for the Bees, uh, go down at around the 25. He got up rather quickly and was walked over here to the sideline. This rain really seems to be uh, messing with some guys – whether it's cramps or a little bit of a, a tweak of an ankle. Guys are getting back in the ball game, uh, but certainly struggling with the weather. Well, we can talk about that. You know, this is Saturday morning. When do these guys normally play football? 7 o'clock on Friday night. And let's even go even further than that. Coach Kane, they were very successful last week at Greenville traveling. They, would, they went early one day, stayed the night, and got settled in. Come down here to Chattanooga, Tennessee, an hour and a half drive from Baxter. They wanted to stay two nights, so they leave on Thursday. We send them off from school. It's very exciting for the city, the community. And so they've been here for two nights, not sleeping in their own beds, but getting focused. And you wonder, is that the smart move? Well, time will tell. 10.51 to go, second and 30 now from their own 24. Tarleton in the gun. Turns around, fakes the handoff, our first pass of the game. Somehow he's able Ball's to make the catch and the ball's out. Did Upperman fall on it? No, I believe Donovan Higgins got back on it. But Higgins, with the reception in the flat, first off, give him credit for going down to make the catch. But then Upperman, as we've talked about, bees swarm to the football and knocked out, I believe it looks like by... It was Carmine uh, Phillips. Carmine Phillips, yes, sir. Uh, Cam Bush, uh, somebody was there first that slowed him down. Carmine Phillips comes in there with a head helmet flying everywhere. You know, wet football, drags it out. Was fortunate for the Firebirds to jump on it. Tarleton and Cromwell in the gun. Third and 31. Dropping back, Tarleton has to throw from the 15. He guns it to the 50. Nearly intercepted by Ooh, Upperman. Wow. That was a tip drill, and Higgins nearly came up with it, as did Jackson Rollins, Carmine Phillips, and I believe uh, Austin Roberts 
even back there in on the play. <laughs> that took me. That was that was scary. That took me back to the old LSU Florida game where the ball was tipped and the receiver gets behind the D backs and scores a touchdown there. Or the the Auburn Georgia game was years ago where that happened. Ball was in the air. The quarterback had time to make that play and went over the top. There was players there, but too many hands touched that ball. Luckily, it found the surface. Not Austin Roberts, Theo Brown, the other upperman B that was back there. A punt by Pearl Cone. Uh, Pearl Cone also not a team that's had to punt much this uh, postseason. And so now with that punt, ball goes out of bounds at the upperman 43. That is where the B's offense will take over and once again try to dominate that time of possession. Two for three on third down, 8-11. They controlled the ball on their first drive. Do it again. 9.50 to go on the clock. If you do nearly that again, take eight minutes off this clock and score, two-score game, less than two minutes to go. Well, let's talk about why that series, that downs, stalled. They got the first down, then a penalty. Anytime you, you know, for the Firebirds, anytime you get behind the chains, it's so hard to get back in front of them with the first downs. Then you had the bad snap. So two things go wrong there for the Firebirds. Bees take advantage of it on defense. Chaffin in the gun. Takes the snap, hands off Polk. Polk falls through the hole for a gain of two. Wasn't much of a hole there. Again, we've seen ever since that first set of downs for the Upperman Bees on offense, your Firebirds, uh, the coaching staff, has made an adjustment on their defensive side by cramming the box. You typically got seven guys in the box. You got your four linemen, your three backers. They're squeezing, trying to get those nine guys, maybe a, a second, you know, two different defensive backs up. And even that safety is creeping in so that they can, instead of getting 10 yards downfield, eliminate that five-yard game. Polk comes off. Rollins goes on. Two tight ends gestured to the far side, left of the offensive line. Chaffin's going to keep it, and Pearl Cone read that like a book. Evan Briggs got beat off the line by a Pearl Cone Firebird. That was uh, Carmelo League, the linebacker who beat Briggs there and put Chaffin in a bad situation, backs him up to his own 40-yard line, a loss of five. And same thing here that happened to Upperman happened to the Firebirds previously. You get behind the chains. Now, instead of a typical third and four or five, which is very manageable with Upperman's uh, run offense, now they're third and 13. Does Kane go with the air out? You know, he's been successful so far on the ground. What is his game plan? I've yet to see Upperman attempt to pass. Wasn't sure we would all day. Turnbow, again, left to right in motion. They are going to throw out to Turnbow in the flat. He's got a man to beat. He does so 45-50. Not a first down, but fourth and three at the 50-yard line for the Upperman Bees. And will Adam Kane, like Pearl Cone on their first drive, roll that dice? You know, very cons- that is a conservative but a very difficult play, well executed by Upperman. Turnbow coming across the field, a little route, and gets seven to eight yards. Again, if they're not third and 13, that's probably a, a first down. But here in this situation, ball's at the 49, right there at the midfield. If you're Coach Kane, you like what your defense is doing, minus a couple plays. You want to force the issue defensively, be more physical. They're going to punt this ball. And had a tremendous punt last time, so let's see how the uh, special teams can respond on both sides of the ball. Jaleric Cullum, the punter, punting to the athlete Donovan Higgins. Cullum from his own 40 punts, and it's going to come down deep at the 10. Rolls to the 5. Wow. Get out of bounds. He, coughing corner, Jaleric Cullum, 
just punted that ball from his own 40. What is that? 50, 60, 59 yards at the one-yard line. He put Pearl Cone in the shadow of the goalpost. I mean, David Colquitt for the Vols, you know, back in the day, couldn't put one any better than that. Right now, Upperman, you got three facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Upperman is winning that special teams battle. That's a tremendous effort. It's a media timeout here at the Blue Cross Bowl. Class 4A state championship, 7-18 to go in the second quarter. Upperman leading Pearl Cone 7 to nothing. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. Back at Chattanooga's Finley Stadium on the campus of the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Pearl Cone and Upperman in the Blue Cross Bowl for the Class 4A state championship. The Bees lead the Firebirds 7 to nothing, and Coach Wes Shanks, uh, Pearl Cone still with that monkey on their back. The Upperman Bees, it was getting out of the semifinals, couldn't find a way to crack through. They finally do that. They get the proverbial monkey off their back to get here. Pearl Cone, on the other hand, loses it in 2015, loses it in 2019, loses it last year in 2022 after getting to this point. At what point, as we get later in this game, does that start to creep into a 16-, 17-year-old kid's head that here we go again? We're in the game, and we're going to drop it and lose it again. Well, it starts throughout the regular season as motivation. It, it, it gets them here, but you're not wrong. Those things are in the back of their mind, especially from the returning players, all the seniors on this team. Hey, this is my last chance to do so. Now, we know football is four quarters, and we're only in the second quarter, but if you can keep your head you know, mentally focused throughout this ball game, and that's a coach's job, get your team focused and your team leaders those teams are the ones that are usually most successful. Lined up in their own end zone. Tarleton's just going to quarterback sneak it forward past the five to the seven-yard line. And that is a great gain of about six or seven yards just on a quarterback sneak by Tarleton, who we haven't talked about him, but six foot two and 180 in terms of talking about his size as he sprints over to the sideline and sprints back with the play. So Tarleton... Uh, not unlike Chaffin, certainly not a small player. No, it's noticeable. They're all athletes, and they are very fast, and it's been seen that they're physical this game. Chaffin, or excuse me, uh, Tarleton once again under QB center, sneak. and another QB sneak, and I'm not sure this time that he got there. He didn't. No, wait. Somehow he did. I don't know what happened there. Upperman thought they had him blown dead back at about the 10. 
and the near side judge even is gesturing and the far side as well that they had him at the 10 but then all of a sudden coming out of the pile chat uh Tarleton at the 15 and then to the 20 and we see a flag so they're going to call you know forward progress a, a quarterback sneak on second down you saw the quarterback run over to the coach I felt like there was some misconf you know some confusion there and the coach just said hey just sneak it get a couple yards try to get the uh the rugby scrum to move forward they did they got three or four yards it kind of stalled out there were some uh, officials blowing the whistle Nobody went down, and they kept driving their legs. The Firebirds did after the whistle, and there's some extracurricular. The officials, you know, this is a big game for them as well. they got to make sure they put some emphasis on controlling these emotions of these high school kids because, man, this is the biggest game of their career, their lives, and so they're going to be very emotional. Tarleton under center turns around, hands off, and it is going to be Simpson who gets the handoff, and he, being the big body that he is, falls forward to the 13-yard line for a Pearl Cone first down. You mentioned the officials a moment ago. Uh, one of the things we discussed last week, right, against Greenville is the number of officials. You look here, it's two, four, six, eight guys that are, well, seven on the field and then an official clock operator up here in the booth. So eight total zebras for this ball game. Yeah, and let's go back to your typical regular season. You know, there's been some lack of officials in the last several years for a variety of reasons, but you have five officials on your typical high school game. Once they get into the second round of the playoffs, they go to a seven-man uh, squad crew. And for this uh, game specifically, this is an honor for these uh, TWSAA officials to get selected. So it's a big deal for them. They want to get to these championship games, uh, but they are not one crew. So they're new guys all over the, the, the mid-state, the, the eastern part of the state, west part of the state. So it's a intriguing way they select these officials, and you hope you've got your best here. Evan Briggs once again has to be helped off the field. Second time he's been brought over to the sideline and had to lay out and get himself stretched out. And he is going to be off the field for this first and ten from the Pearl Cone 13. Tarleton in the gun takes the snap. Hands off Simpson at the 15, at the 20, he's 25, 30. He's got space, 40, 45, 50. Finally ran down at the opposing 45 by Bush and Rollins. But it is a big gainer, our first big play that will stand for Pearl Cone and Zion LaFrederick Simpson. That and if you're if you're the Firebirds, Pearl Cone, you get you start this series on the one yard line. Tremendous punt by Cone, but then you go three plays, you get that first down. Then you break a big one on the edge uh, with Tarleton. It, it seems that Upperman's getting beat up a little bit. This you know two giants facing each other. It's just a physical ball game, a higher level ball game, like almost a collegiate level with especially the size of some of these young men. Uh, it's it's they're going to be sore tomorrow. I promise. I believe that is Jackson Rollins that they're uh, taking into the medical tent right now. Oh, off wow. The field. Quick by Pearl Cone. They jump on the snap, hand off to Cromwell. He sprints out to the right and believe picks up about six. Whitecap put the ball down and said, let's play a ball. Upperman's team was on this side. I mean, I don't really agree with that. Uh, officials trying to get this ball game moving. Tarleton, another snap taken, and this time it's going to be a flag come flying in. Adam Kane is on the sideline, I think agreeing with you, says the last play got snapped way too fast. I was not given the opportunity, right, to get my defense set, 
And in stark contrast, they're now going to get Pearl Cone for a false start because they were trying to go too fast. And, and that's the pros and cons of a fast offense. You catch everybody off guard, sometimes even yourself. Under five minutes to go. You can see on the Jumbotron here that uh, Tarleton is kind of waving that hand. He wants to speed this up a little bit as well. He's got Cromwell in the backfield. They bring a man in motion. They'll sweep. hand off on the sweep to Higgins and wow. chase down. What an open field tackle Theo by Brown. Theo Brown. Yeah, Brown coming downhill from a uh, sort of a safety cornerback position, and he brought uh, Higgins down in the backfield, a loss of a yard for the Pearl Cone offense. Great speed by the junior defensive back. That that was the only man that was going to be able to get him with for a loss. Otherwise, he had five to ten yards. Six penalties now for Pearl Cone for over 35 yards. Seven to nothing, the lead for Upperman with 4.12 to go. Tarleton having to drop back to pass. He's under lots of pressure. He escapes the first initial ones and throws it down. Somehow his man is able to make the catch at the 38-yard line. Not enough for the first down. No, they're going to call it incomplete. The nearside judge initially made the catch sign, but then the backside here on the uh, near side, I suppose that would be the... Uh, one of the back judges came flying in, double-checked with him, and then waved it off. So here's what I think happened. He went to the sideline. Great athleticism by Tarleton just to keep the play going away from Clay, big man Clayton Harris trying to get his 13th sack of the season. But the back judge, 15, 20 yards back, saw the receiver step out of bounds and tried to establish himself back into the field of play, was unable to do that before he got his at least one foot back in. So another punt here for two teams that – haven't had to punt a lot this year, and we've seen probably more in this game than either of these teams have seen all postseason. It's muffed. Diving on it is Carmine Phillips. Thank the uh, thank the stars. Phillips falls on it at the upperman, we'll call it 17-yard line. But that just says what this weather is doing to both of these teams. Neither side has necessarily been able to hold on to the football. I love the catch because that's a it was not spinning, it was not rotating, it was an easy catchable ball, was not very high. He has to catch that in order to keep his team at the 17, not the 7. Uh, but he's got to squeeze that. It's, the rain has subsided a little bit, and so it seems like it's getting a little drier. Chaffin in the gun, two wide receivers to the far side. Now they bring one of them in motion. They won't hand off to him. Instead, Chaffin keeps it himself and rushes forward on the right side for a gain of two. It's, it's got to be just a matter of time for Coach Kane in that offensive uh, front, the offensive lineman here, because there is everyone on the Firebirds defense is within six yards of the line of scrimmage. And that just tells you they're, they're challenging the offense to throw it deep. They, want, they definitely are trying to force Upperman to throw this football. Upperman has yet to give them that uh, that pleasure. They've done it, I believe, only twice so far in the ballgame. Once for what was nearly a first down. Cullum in motion. Fake the handoff to him. The handoff to Polk. And Polk with a spin move at the 25. Goes down at the 28. And Polk doing his best Jackson Rollins impression with Jackson still off the field being tended to, he put somebody in the spin cycle. That was just at the typical Ethan Pot run. He's going to get his seven to eight yards. It doesn't matter how he's going to get it. He's going to go through you, around you. That time he got upfield about five yards, got a spin move there, which is momentum, and the defender carried another two to three yards. Great first down for Upperman. 
Now Rollins normally the one we see spamming the circle button. And on that one it was Polk chaffing in the backfield again with Polk. Brings Carmine Phillips in motion. Phillips will get the end around from right to left, and he gets the edge 30 to the 32 and out of bounds with 2.32 to go. Ooh. And Upperman's going to have to start thinking about, right, do you want to go in up 7 nothing? Do you want to try to put the ball in the air? Maybe get yourself in field goal range. Some decisions upcoming for head coach Adam Kane. I feel like he's already got that decision in this situation with these weather conditions with these two teams. If he goes into halftime at 7 nothing without Tarleton touching the ball again, he would be totally satisfied with that. And so that, that play right there, big-time physical play to the end round, so a collision happening. But, yes, two 2.32 to go in the game. Upperman satisfied with them not touching the ball again. Sebastian Stanfield wants a kick. He's over on the sideline warming up. They bring Elijah Fitz in motion right to left, fake the handoff to him, handoff Paul. Paul keeps those legs churning and picks up three. It, and it then goes back to uh, the Firebirds, Coach. What do they want to do? They still have a couple timeouts, three timeouts remaining. They, they got two timeouts remaining. They can try to slow down this offense but do they want to give Upperman a few more downs to potentially get more offense? So there's the cat-mouse game with the coachings, uh, both coaching staffs and, you know, the strategy of a championship-level football game. Two minutes to go in the second quarter. It's third and three for the Upperman offense, and I would say if Upperman converts here, that's when you start seeing Pearl Cone possibly take the timeout. Wanted to lean on the defense initially. Now with Chaffin in the gun, takes it, hands off Polk. Polk. Forward he goes, and did he get there? He did at the 39-yard line, a four-yard gain when he needed three. Ethan Polk makes it first down bees. And all season long, you think, hey, we're third and three, or we're, we're first and ten. Here's an opportunity to throw the ball. That's when Upperman goes back to the run because they have not had to throw the ball very often. they got so many athletes in the backfield. They can go wide left, wide right, up the middle. They can do whatever they want to, but they do go over the top. It's going to be a turnbow uh, post route. It's just a matter of when that one opportunity is going to show itself here with a minute 15 to go. Chaffin in the shotgun, Polk on his right hip. <clears throat> Two wide receivers set, but they'll bring the man in motion uh, left to right this time. The handoff to Turnbow, and Turnbow will be turned back at the 40-yard line for no game. And if you're talking about a collegiate level game here, yes, you're trying to force the ball downfield, but with the game management, the keys to the game, Upperman possesses the ball. Don't let Tarleton beat you. Don't let Mr. Football Finalist win. How do you do that? Well, don't let, don't let him touch the ball. We, yeah. we, we mentioned that with the Greenville game in my, our baseball championship. I wish I could have had the Quillen kid not throw against us in baseball. But, hey, he has the opportunity to throw. The best athletes in the state are here, and they're wanting to prove themselves. 23 seconds left on the clock. Chaffin will take the shotgun snap, hand off Polk. Polk with a burst through the hole, gets past the 45 to the 46. But that will be the final play Upperman has to run here in the first half, and it more than likely will be the – Final play that they will run here in the first half. Cannot wait to see the time of possession statistics. And is Upperman going to call a timeout with two seconds? They are. And let's see, you know, Coach Kane's thinking, hey, we might can throw a Hail Mary. We're on the 50. We've got a kid that's 6'4", 185. I mean, a big kid. He can, he's can. he got an arm. Uh, Bronson Chaffin can throw the ball 45 yards through the air. Are your athletes going to be able to go get that? Do you want to gamble with that? 
Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week. W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. WKXD Monterey Livingston. Upperman leading 7-0. Two seconds left on the clock here in the second quarter. It's third and four, but the down and distance not so much as important as Upperman with the ball at their own 46. Looks as if they will try to take a shot at the end zone. And, and think about what Coach Adam Kane is trying to achieve. If you tell him that, Coach, you can have the Firebirds with 60 or less yards offensively and go into the, the halftime with 7 nothing lead, what does he say? I think he says, let's do that. They're certainly probably going to have less than 80. As Chaffin is just going to hand off Cullum. It's a double pass. Cullum looking to get rid of it. Has to avoid a couple people. And then he is just slammed down at the 45 by Donovan Higgins. I like the call from head coach Adam Kane, But I'll tell you what I like more. I like that Jaleeric Cullum didn't try to force that. And that's what I'm sure after the timeout, that's what Coach Adam Kane was expressing to him. If it's there, go for it. If not, hey, let's go take this lead into the halftime. 7-0 Upperman leading Pearl Cone at the half here at the Blue Cross Bowl for the Class 4A state championship. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's game sponsored by Cookville Regional. State-of-the-art care right here at home. Cookville Regional. It's the way we care. By the property company, the home you've always wanted, your family's special place. Let the property company go to work for your dream. On the way, Jackson Street at Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. It's on the way. By One Bank and by AL Plumbing. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? A championship team. Tier 1 celebrates the Upperman Bees. The best on the field and off. Tier 1 is proud to provide championship care to the athletes of the Upper Cumberland. They understand the hard work, sweat, and pain that goes into a championship run. Every day, Tier 1 helps athletes of all ages get back into action. Tier 1, a championship team of board-certified sports medicine physicians. Proud to celebrate our Upperman Bees and all our local football teams on an amazing season. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. 
It only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. The Tier 1 Halftime Report begins now. Board-certified sports medicine physicians to get you back in action. Don't let that shoulder or knee injury keep you on the sidelines. Call Tier 1. The Tier 1 Halftime Report, live from Finley Stadium, where the Upperman Bees lead the Pearl Cone Firebirds 7 to nothing. The Middle Tennessee Natural Gas High School Football Game of the Week continues. Checking the Frontier Chevrolet UC Sports Nation scoreboard, Upperman got on the board first and, of course, is the only team so far to get on the board. It was a four-yard run by Bronson Schaffen that made it 7 to nothing. but give credit, it was set up by near 45 or so yards by Ethan Polk. Chaffin also contributing about 10 to 15 yards of his own, including that four-yard run. It was a drive with no passes coming from their own side of the field, just down the throat of the Pearl Cone Firebirds. The ball was driven by Upperman to take the 7 to nothing lead. Stop by Frontier Chevrolet, Highway 111, between Cookville and Livingston, when your team is ready for a new or pre-owned vehicle. Halftime coverage continues. Powered by Tier 1. Practice here, game day there. You never have any time, so stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. with one bank and head coach Wes Shanks. Coming into this, excuse me, we know coming into this ball game that Pearl Cone had a high-powered offense, upper men with a, a rush attack, uh, one of the tops in the state. But let's look at our stats. First downs, Pearl Cone has six, Upperman also with six. The rushes for Pearl Cone is 17 for 101 yards. Upperman, 24 rushes for 85 yards. Here's a, a, you know, a stat we expected with the passing yards. Pearl Cone, negative three from the Tarleton and staff there for Mr. Football finalist. Upperman, one for nine on passing. You go to total offense, 102 yards for Pearl Cone, 94 for Upperman. And here's some of the ones that really stand out. Punts, special teams. Pearl Cone has two punts, averaging 30 yards each. Upperman has two punts for 45 yards each. Pearl Cone has had three fumbles, have not lost either. Upperman has kept possession. Penalties, big stat of the game uh, in favor of Upperman. Pearl Cone has six penalties for 36 yards. Upperman only has one penalty for 17. Calling the 
Uh, the, the time of possession that you discussed, 9 minutes and 24 seconds for Pearl Cone, 14.36 for Upperman. And then, you know, third down conversions are always critical in championship games. Two for five for Pearl Cone, three for six for Upperman. And Upperman, one for one in the red zone. We'll go down to Pearl Cone on their individual rushing. Simpson, a Mr. Football finalist as well, has number, uh, excuse me, has seven rushing attempts for 85 yards with a 43 rush yard as the, as his long averaging 12 yards per rush. You go to Upper Miss Side rushing. Ethan Palk, 11 for 46. Chaffin, 5 for 21. Phillips, 2 for 13. And Jackson Rollins, 4 for 12 yards a game. The long uh, for Upperman is 15 with Chaffin. The touchdown by Bronson Chaffin as well. Passing, again, 2 for 4 if you're Tarleton for minus 3. Only a long of 1. Chaffin, 1 for 1 for the 1 with 1 for 1 attempts with 9 yards only. Receiving, minus 3 for Higgins for Pearl Cone. Turnbow has the 1 9-yard catch. We talked about punting. Let's get on to the defensive side with Simpson. Has 4 tackles, excuse me, 6 total tackles. And Higgins for Percon has one sack, one for loss. Tackles for Upperman. Jackson Rollins, the safety, has three total tackles. Ethan Polk, two and a half. Clayton Harris has two and a half. And Cameron Bush has two and a half as well. And those are your stats. That's a look at the stats from One Bank. It's the One Bank for all your financial needs. Scores and stats still to come. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. Ready for the unexpected. The pros at Cookville Regionals Urgent Care. The uh-ohs and oh-nos can happen any time of the day. Cookville Regional Medical Center understands this. That's why they've expanded their urgent care hours. Now serving you 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Sunday. They even offer imaging services so you can bypass the ER. 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Seven days a week. Cookville Regional Medical Center. Ready for the unexpected. It's the way we care. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. As the next Titans game approaches, we look at the storylines ahead. It's Titans Preview with game day host Red Bryant and Titans Radio's head coach Dave McGinnis. This Sunday, the Titans are back at Nissan Stadium again, back-to-back home games, and they're facing for the second time this season the AFC South Division rival in the Indianapolis Colts at 6-5. and five. Coach Dave McGinnis, they're in the middle of a three-game win streak. And uh, it's clear to see what they've been doing to get to that result. Um, and I think a lot of it starts, for me, on defense. You look at what DeForest Buckner continues to do, and Ibakam is r- uh, rushing the passer, Quiddy Pay doing that. They've got 15 quarterback sacks in that three-game win streak, and they've been able to take the ball away from people. Yeah, and Red, I think you're, I think you're right on with this. You know, The last time we played them, of course, Richardson got hurt in the ball game. Gardner, Gardner Minshew came in. Since then, he's been the starting quarterback. But talking about the defense, the defense has been very, very solid. It's been very, very steady. You mentioned those guys, Quiddy Pay. Uh, DeForest Buckner, 
they have done a really nice job. They've also got you know a couple of linebackers that are they're playing very well. So I mean they're playing very well as a team, and uh, to win three games in a row in this league, it, it, it's 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 hard to do. They've done it, so it's going to be a big challenge uh, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, Zaire Franklin continues to be a tackling machine in that second level. Kenny Moore is a guy that you don't want to be throwing the ball around. He can make you pay, and he has multiple interceptions this year already. But uh, the offense, you you mentioned it briefly. So we all know by now Jonathan Taylor has had surgery on his thumb, had that in Los Angeles to repair it. And, of course, Jim Irsay says two to three weeks. Jonathan Taylor will not be in this ball game, And that doesn't mean the Titans' woes are over because we have to remember the game on October 8th at Lucas Oil Stadium where Zach Moss had a field day. 23 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns, 56 of that on a busted play for a score. Zach Moss in the win over Tampa Bay last week uh, had eight carries for 55 yards. He had a 16-yard run in there. Very capable runner. He's proven he can do it against the Titans' defense. That has to change. Well, it, it, it absolutely does. We can't. They controlled the game last time we played them with the run game. Uh, and nearly 200 yards rushing. Uh, Zach Moss was a huge, huge part of that. Jonathan Taylor was just coming back. You know, did very little that game. And so, as you mentioned, Jonathan Taylor's out, so you got to stop the run game, and that starts with their offensive line that has done a very good job with uh, Bernard Raymond at the left tackle, Quentin Nelson at left guard, uh, and Will Freeze at the right guard, Braden Smith at the right tackle. These guys have done a nice job uh, to get them to where they are uh, offensively, and that's just the beginning of their offensive strength. So Gardner Minshew, while he is has a propensity to to turn the ball over, distributes the ball very well. I look at the stat sheet here from their win over the Buccaneers on Sunday, and I look at first downs, 12 of them by the run, 13 of them by the pass. So there's balance there. And then his main targets, without question, has been Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, the rookie from North Carolina. Both of those guys, 13 targets apiece. And you're talking about just like they've been getting chunks of plays on the ground in the run game with Taylor and Moss. These guys are moving the chains effectively in the air. No, absolutely. And, and you, you, you are, I mean, you've scouted this team, you know, you know, them very well, but for 13, 13 targets a piece. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot. And, and, and they use their tight end, Colin Granson and Mo Alley Cox, some, but not like, not like they're using these two guys. They're both different types of receiver. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is a big combat catcher that can, that can stretch the field. But Josh Downs, uh, has got a lot of speed and, and he's a guy that, that really works the middle of the football field and they just like to get the ball in his hands any way they can. Tunnel screens, uh, uh, shallow crossers, anything to get, to get his hands on the football because he's got a lot of speed. They're very complimentary and clearly Minshew's got, uh, very, a lot of confidence in him. 13 targets apiece in a game for two receivers. That's a lot. You mentioned the tight ends, and in particular, Mo Alley-Cox. He was involved in a play, and this is where we're coming into this for Titans preview, about what Shane Steichen will do uh, to try to make a play, especially on fourth down and fourth and short. They had a similar situation like that. and In fact, the only catch by a tight end was by Mo Alley-Cox on this particular play. What did they do in this play that was a little trickeration? Well, it's 23 personnel, you know, which is which is big people. You know, which is which is is basically uh, uh, three tight ends in the ball game and two backs. One of the backs, though, was was uh, Zaire Franklin, 
Zaire Franklin was the fullback in the play, and it was a play-action pass. It was a power O where they pulled the guard across the center. A power O. All the defense uh, jumped up to the line of scrimmage. It's a fourth down, which, as you mentioned, Steichen will go for fourth down quite a bit. Uh, everybody came up, and they just dropped one over the top to Marley Cox. Uh, nobody was covering him. Zero was covering him, and it was a touchdown. So you got to be ready for a lot of things from, from Steichen. And that was the longest play of the game. I look at their 10 longest plays. That was it in this. But um, let me ask this. In the time uh, that has passed since we first saw the Colts back in early October, uh, what is, if anything, is standing out differently on film from this last couple of games that you've taken a look at? There's not anything different. It's just that the quarterback's more settled in. You know, this quarterback came in as a backup the first time we played him. Now it's, now it's his, it's his, it's his game. It's his show and, and what he's doing. Uh, you can tell that he's settled in. He's their quarterback. They're, they're still playing really good football on both sides of the ball as they were the first contest. All right, we'll see how it all shakes out as we will join you Sunday morning at 11 Central, noon Eastern for Farm Bureau Health Plans Titans Countdown from Booth 7 at Nissan Stadium. It's Titans and Colts Part 2 as we continue through Week 13 of the National Football League regular season schedule as it pertains to the Titans. Kickoff officially set for 12.02 Central, 1.02 Eastern with the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, and the star of Titans Preview here, Coach Dave McGinnis. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Titans Preview. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. Halftime Report. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. This is Emily Gibson, your Twin Lakes security consultant. The holiday delivery season is here. Know what's happening with Santa or the services that don't use reindeer with a high-definition camera system from Twin Lakes Security. With Twin Lakes, you can monitor deliveries in real time to ensure your packages are safe and secure. Give me a call to talk about protecting your holiday deliveries and more at 931-528-2005 or visit us online at TwinLakes.net. Twin Lakes Security, T-insert C-0026. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Road, Cookville. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Well, and Upperman in a blue 
Lacrosse Bowl for the Class 4A state championship. Both teams back out on the field. The weather has all but subsided, still extremely overcast and somewhat foggy here on the outskirts of Chattanooga on the campus of the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Uh, But rain has subsided and both teams uh, do look as if in warm-ups like they will open up the offense ever so slightly, chaffing down there, uh, tossing a ball around, as is Tarleton, and both teams in single file at their own 20s, finishing out warm-ups. About a minute and a half to go before we'll get this game back underway. And Coach Shanks, you you talked about it to begin halftime here on the Tier 1 Halftime Report, and that is what are the halftime adjustments these two coaches are going to make? And it's kind of, it's a strange game because of the weather. And we're seeing it right now. I mean, the skies have opened up a little bit more. We got to a point where the, the rain was subsiding. You're thinking, okay, that's exactly what Pearl Con wants because they want to open this up a little bit. You know, they had some success rushing the ball uh, and getting to the second line of defense, you know, passive defenders. That's what Upperman has to do to be successful in this game is to eliminate that big play. But with this rain, this downpour, you know Coach Kane is going to be more conservative, control the clock. So it kind of depends on turnovers. It depends on how successful these drives are. I don't think there's many adjustments just yet because it's been a very you know microscope game of, of available options offensively for both teams. Yeah, you say uh, downpour. Right as I told you folks that the rain had subsided and the weather was going to give us a break, in true state of Tennessee fashion, the rain comes right back, starts coming down in droves, and we're right back where we were for most of the first half with pouring rain here that you can see almost at a 45-degree angle left to right uh, out of the press box. And Upperman will kick off to Pearl Cone to begin the second half. So the Firebirds will have a chance to open the second half and tie this football game, Coach Shanks. If you're the Upperman Bees, that's the very last thing that you want to see them do. But you also recognize, hey, they're going to have the opportunities. I feel like this, the confidence level with this team has been different than years past. And the 96 team, the 13, the 18, 21 team, uh, postseason play, this team has a confidence level uh, that's been unmatched. Stanfield shorts it, and it's buffed again at the 24. And diving on it again is Higgins at the... About 27, it seems, but uh, I believe that's the second or third time that Higgins has muffed one. I mean, exact same side of the field right there with a punt, two kickoff returns. I feel like I'm, you know, butterfly effect there. I saw that's the second time we've seen that exact play. Let's see if it, you know, creeps into their offensive uh, momentum. 7 nothing Upperman leading Pearl Cone with 11.58 to go here in the third quarter. Tarleton in the gun for the Firebirds at their own 27. Hands off to to Cromwell. Cromwell with a bit of a burst gets past the 30 to the 35. And that is a gain of seven for Cromwell who comes out swinging. And they're on the ball. Quickly on the ball. Tarleton again in the gun. Cromwell in the backfield turns. This time Cromwell going to go left. Similar play at the 40, 45, 50, 45, 43 when he's taken out of bounds by Upperman and Pearl Cone coming out uh, guns blazing, but a piece of laundry back at the Pearl Cone 46-yard line 
Will it back the Firebirds up again? Great play, run play design by the Firebirds. Gets outside. It's, again, one-on-one, uh, one-on-one blocking from the receiver to the defensive back. If those defensive backs for the Firebirds would just not hold, let that blocker, once the running back gets behind him or, or near him, let go of the blocker. They got the speed to go ahead and get downfield, but those plays are killing the Firebirds and benefiting the Bees. In the first half, we discussed it. Six penalties for 36 yards. Now you can make it seven for better than 45 yards. With 11 and a half to go in the third quarter, Pearl Cone goes from what was going to be a big-time first down to second and two with their own 36. Charlton, a handoff Cromwell, and a burst again. 40, 45, avoids a tackler, and then tripped up just past the 50 at the 47. And give Pearl Cone credit. This time, didn't let the penalty beat them. Cromwell with yet another burst, and he puts Pearl Cone on the positive side of the 50, and we have a B down at the Upperman 45, once again being stretched out. And you're starting to see the you know the immediate effect of the speed from the Firebirds coming out of the locker room. They, they know exactly what the score is. I'm sure their coaching staff came in and fired them up. They come out with the ball and are just trying to outrun the Bees and have been very effective these first three plays. Evan Briggs, the man down being stretched out, now being helped off the field, uh, somewhat under his own power yet again. And it feels like somebody might need to get Briggs some pickle juice, a, a banana, I mean – Let's get Evan something because he is a big-time contributor on both lines of scrimmage. And you're starting to hear the crowd effect in here. You've got the upper Bees that are trying to get their team rolling. Pearl Cons definitely got some momentum, and they're trying the best they can to get something going, uh, especially offensively. 11-19 to go, third quarter. Clock begins to roll. Pearl Cone first down from the upper 46. Jester running back into the backfield. Charlton dropping back now. First pass, steps up in the pocket, has to throw out into the flat, and has Higgins. 45-40, breaks a tackle at the 30. 32-25, excuse me, I did backwards math there. Higgins gets past the 25, goes down at the 23, but a good job by him as he now lays on the field, holding that right shoulder. But Higgins, a good job to avoid a couple would-be tacklers and put his team nearly in the red zone for the first time today. And, you know, just like anybody else, I did my own little film study, and that is what scares me with the Upperman defense is Tarleton's offensive capabilities. He had a pump fake to the left-hand side there, rolled out, and gives himself more time to get these guys the, the ball downfield. In that case, he was looking deep. B secondary had that cover, dropped it off to the right-hand side, and had a one-on-one matchup there with Crowell, and, and that's a 20-yard gain. Those are the plays that Upperman and Clayton Harris have to get to the quarterback because if he if they allow him to have time to pick them apart, I'm afraid they will. As the rain continues to come down here at Finley Stadium, almost seems like Pearl Cone has come out, come out in the second half and said, just forget the weather. We're going to run our offense. If it works, it works. If it doesn't because of rain, then it doesn't. Tarleton under center, one wide receiver out wide, turns around, hands off Simpson, and Simpson, great gang tackling here, led by Car- uh, by Cameron Bush and Clayton Harris, but several Bs getting to him early, and while I could tell you he broke the first two tackles, there were already six guys there. And that's your typical, you know, 
upper mid defense all season long. They've been swarm tackling, gang tackling. They've been they're faster deep on the uh, secondary, the linebacker, even the defensive front. Was a gain of three yards though, as the big body of Simpson just falls forward for nearly three yards. The handoff now, Cromwell, he has a burst, and he's at the five, inside the five to the four. Cromwell, a great job to get inside the five-yard line, and now Pearl Cone with a chance to do what Upperman did in the first quarter, a possible four-yard touchdown rush. Tarleton in the gun, hands off Cromwell, and Cromwell is upended by Cameron Bush in the backfield. Theo Brown, the, the play before, uh, touchdown saving tackle, Cam Bush with the hurry up offense right there, times it perfectly, comes off the end and just demolishes the running back, decletes him, and he's just, man, that was a tremendous hit. Love it. Now here come the big boys, led by Jeremiah Carlton, 5'11", but 285 pounds. Simpson, the 6'3", 241 running back and defensive lineman, into the game to run the ball, Tarleton the gun. They've got a fullback in front of Simpson who gets the handoff, and there is no way you're keeping him out of the end zone. Behind a fullback, he is in. Cameron Bush is trying to plead with the white hat for something. I don't think it's going to make much difference. Pearl Cone into the end zone, and after the PAT pending it, that is, they'll look to tie this ball game. I, that's downhill running. I mean, Pearl Cone did exactly what they wanted to do, which was force the issue, get physical right back. They know Upperman can be physical. Uh, good job by Pearl Cone. Zachary Maynard went down on the previous play. He runs off to the sideline with an uh, arm hanging at his side. He'll be looked at as the PAT is up and good from Pearl Cone. And with 9.04 to go in the third quarter, we have a tie ball game, seven apiece between the bees and the firebirds. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. This is Marvin Long, your Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. We are grateful for our wonderful customers and wish everyone in the communities we serve a joyous holiday season. May this be a time of peace, hope, and happiness for you and your families. Please note that our offices will be closed on Monday, December 25th and Tuesday, December 26th, so our employees can celebrate with their families. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Twin Lakes. Finley Stadium, where Burl Cone had just tied it up in the Blue Cross Bowl, seven apiece with the Upperman Bees. And during the break, head coach Adam Kane really getting up in the craw of a couple of these referees, not so much getting onto his team, but getting onto uh, 
one or two of the judges out there on the field. Uh, and you wonder what that's about, Coach Shanks. Well, it's high emotions, not only for the players, but for the coaching staff as well. And you know he's advocating for his players, for his team, uh, for the community there. And I, I can promise you the, the Baxter community is going to let them know if they've done their job correctly or what they feel like is the right call. Uh, but, you, you know, you don't blame a, a head coach for advocating for his team. And sometimes that works for motivation for their team and that's probably more to it than what we see here because they just had a uh, seven points put on them tie the ball game here in the state championship he's trying to do whatever he can to motivate the bees to to gain that uh that level that they played in the first half back pearl cone set to kick off the kicker is juan reed the backup quarterback and he will boot this very short Fielded it around the 24, and we've got a flag back near the kickoff site. Was Pearl Cone offsides? They were. The, uh, the near side defensive uh, back got a little too happy, you know, a little too quick on the gun. You know, you can't pass the pace car. And so that will seemingly back them up. False start is the uh, official call. And the difference between, you know, we've talked about special teams already having to play in this game. Uh, Pearl Cone's got an effective kicker, but he doesn't have the leg that Upperman's does right now. They're only able to get about 30 yards downfield on these kickoffs, which is going to allow, barring a mistake from Upperman, a good field position. So kicking off from his own 35, trying to read the numbers for the guys standing for Upperman at around their own 30, because seemingly that is who will field this football as Reed again boots it short. And it will be fielded at right around the 25. Avoiding a couple would-be tacklers. It's turbo in space. Room. 40, 50, 45, 40, 30, 20. Go. Go. Brinson Turbo. Wow. wow. Brinson Turbo gives up a touchdown. Excuse me. Brinson Turbo watches Scores. the touchdown get given up. And then just takes it right on back on the ensuing kickoff. Wow, he wasn't even the deepest return man. The under kick ball allowed him to get that. He's one of your best athletes on the field, so that's exactly what you want. If you're upperman, he takes it, allows the guy's return man behind him to get in front. So patience on his running, gets two blocks, cuts up field, and is gone. And, man, I've seen so many pictures, so many videos all year long with him holding his number one finger up, going down the sideline. That was probably I'm, that was his best moment of his high school career there to put your team up six. 8.51 to go in the third quarter, and immediately Upperman takes the lead right back. The Stanfield kick is shorted, but it is through the uprights, and Upperman right back in the lead at 14-7 over the Firebirds of Pearl Cone. Wow. So, you know, we're talking about the fast attacking offense that the Firebirds have. We know the capability that they have. But Upperman just took one play, a kickoff special teams. We talked about the three phases of the game, special teams, offense, defense. But with the rain being the factor, how could special teams, you know, play a role in this contest? Right now, Upperman is by far winning that special teams contest. If they can win one more phase of this of the three there, I believe they have a chance to be successful. What an unbelievable job by an athlete. And you mentioned it, right? Branson Turnbow really no matter what the results of this game is at this point is going to remember that play for the rest of his life and let's not forget branson turnbow is one of the players on this field that already has a state championship ring under his belt freshman year he was on the ball club with us in the state title game 
It, and so he's been there, done that at now as a junior, also on the basketball team, a three-sport athlete, plays them all, does well with it. So you got to remember that coming into the game, he's got the confidence. He, he's been here, done that, and it showed there. 14-7 after the kickoff return by Turnbow, and now Stanfield with a little extra behind that leg. Kicks it off. It's going to be fielded, muffed at the two, picked up by Pearl Cone. Now they're off to the races, past the 15, tackled at the 17. Upperman's got to be careful. They don't get a taunting penalty, but he was upended by Ramsey Snook, all-name team, by the way. Ramsey Snook, the man who makes the tackle on Javion Kennard at around the 18-yard line. And he comes over to the sideline, pumping up the Upper B fans. They're all going. So the momentum that Pearl Cone had with that long drive to get seven points, I mean, Upper Men responded such in a fantastic way. Now the momentum is definitely on the side here of the black and gold. Tarleton in the gun, turns around and hands off Cromwell. Ooh. And what did you talk about? Momentum and through the line, busted. Robert Cox, and he'll bring Cromwell down for a loss of five. Ian Cox there, he's your, your SGA president there at Upperman High School, a four-year starter uh, at Upperman High School football squad. He's on record as saying we're going to be 15-0, got all the confidence, a team leader on defense, shows it there. Man, that's, that's big-time momentum from the black and gold. A massive play indeed by Upperman and Absolutely. You mentioned a moment ago uh, basketball, right? A lot of these guys, several of these guys, Coach Bobby McWilliams currently watching this game. He couldn't be more excited for his guys, but he's also really excited for them to get out on the hardwood and try to do this there. Yes, and, and that's one thing that, hey, you've had some success in, in playoff football. Well, they typical teams that don't get in the playoffs play 10 games. Upperman's going to get 15. They're going to get 50% more games just because they've been successful and for that. And that does so much, not just for this season, but for next season. All the, every snap, each player is getting better. These coaches love it, and they're gaining experience. So the more successful team, it's kind of like the rich getting richer, and that's what, what drives programs. Cromwell, one of the many stable of running backs that this Pearl Cone team will trot out is – uh, walked off the field under his own power. And now Pearl Cone going to go four wide. Tarleton in the gun. Snap back. Tarleton drops back. Simpson's acting as a blocker. Throw across the middle. Catch made for a first down at the 32 by Darius Reed. And there's not been a lot of time go off on uh, the clock here in the third period, third quarter. That's a, that's a good time play for Tarleton and the Firebirds. If they get that rolling, uh, Upperman Bees are going to have some trouble keeping that contained. Eight minutes to go, third quarter. As Tarleton once again now three wide and brings Kennard in motion, fakes the handoff to him, gives to Simpson. Breaks Simpson tackle. breaks tackles and has a chance. 45-50, 45-40, still breaking tackles. 35 to the 34 and he probably stumbled and bumbled his way like Marshawn Lynch through about six Upperman Bs before he was finally brought down. Jerome Bettis-like went through seven tacklers there. And now the quick offense as they'll hand it off to Simpson again, and a flag comes flying in. So Simpson, who will once again pick up another first down as he goes down at the, 20, at the 23 or so yard line, 
But we've got laundry all the way back at the Pearl Cone 39. Not sure if that's going to be uh, an offensive player not set just yet. If it's going to be somebody on a coach, uh, you know, yeah, sideline warning on Upperman. So they're getting kind of excited out there. Uh, You know, Coach Kane's on the sideline encouraging his team, trying to give uh, what play call it is. Sometimes you get out there on the numbers, the officials have to push you back. Seven and a half minutes to go. Third quarter, Upperman leading 14-7. Clock will roll as the White Hat waves that arm. And now Pearl Cone, three wide. Tarleton steps back in the gun. It looks like Cromwell back in this game in the backfield. Turns around and hands off to Cromwell. And Cromwell is stuffed. Maybe a half a yard gain there for him. And you start to wonder, Coach Shanks, why do you not see a more steady diet of a guy like Zion LaFredrick Simpson. He's your Mr. Football finalist. Every time you've handed him the football, he's taken off for what amounts to a first down or maybe two or three. And yet, seems as if Simpson held off the field a lot here so far in this state tournament, their state title game. Trying to conserve energy potentially, but he does have 11 attempts, rushes for 136 yards. That's a guy that you want to get the ball, but at the same time, you want him healthy and uh, durable there in the fourth quarter. Tarleton under center. Gestures the tight end right to left. Turns, fakes the handoff to Cromwell. Looking to throw under pressure. Able to avoid would-be tacklers. Now he'll take off 20-10-5. And out of bounds. They're actually going to say he stepped out back at the 13-yard line. And, again, that's a play that you can't hardly defend just because of the athleticism of Tarleton. Gets out. You've got DBs. Excuse me. You've got the defensive ends coming around, pushing him out to the, uh, to the flats outside the hash marks, and that's kind of what you want typically. But with a guy that's that athletic, you want to keep him contained inside the hash marks within those tackle box. Now, very important to note he stepped out at around the 13. That means it is third and one, not a pearl cone first down. Two tight ends gestured right to left. Toss out to Cromwell, flag back at the 29. So Cromwell, who will pick up a first down and more, going down at the six. But a flag in the backfield and then a flag on the far sideline around the 13-yard line as well. So Well-drawn-up play by the Firebirds. A little shovel pass to the wide flats to get a little one-on-one, use that speed. But it was pretty obvious that uh, the flag came out early on with that end trying to get that corner, get the edge for offense. Uh, The official saw something that that he regarded as illegal. An illegal shift by Pearl Cone. And that could have been they had uh, twins shifting to the left-hand side from the right side. They had a receiver on the far side taking a step backwards. Uh, They had a running back in motion. So those three things, one of those was out of play. Both flags for the same foul. And so now looks like a timeout will be called by Upperman. Yes, the Bees and head coach Adam Kane want to take a timeout on what will probably amount to a very important third and six from the Pearl Cone 18-yard line with 6.08 to go in the third quarter. It's Upperman 14 and Pearl Cone 7. Ready for the unexpected. The pros at Cookville Regionals Urgent Care. When it's not an emergency, but you want the best quality care in the area, trust your family to Cookville Regional Urgent Care. A simple sprain, a fever that pops up, that cough that won't go away. Cookville Regional Urgent Care can get your family back in the game. Open 7 to 7 every day. So you're ready for the unexpected. The hometown team you trust for life's game-changing moments. 
Cookville Regional Urgent Care. It's the way we care. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Road Cookville. Javion Kennard will take the shotgun uh, pitch from Tarleton. He'll sprint out to the left and pick up the first down. A gain of about 10 for Kennard there and makes it first and goal from the five for Pearl Cone, who looks to tie this ball game right back up with 5.50 to go in the third quarter. Tarleton under center, turns around, hands Simpson. Simpson is going to fall forward to near the goal line around the one. But it is not, in fact, a touchdown just yet for the Pearl Cone Firebirds. Second and goal from the one. Huge third down conversion by the Firebirds. Uh, Tarleton getting the ball there. Uh, Excuse me, uh, Simpson getting the ball. uh, Carrying guys all the way to the four. On first down, getting three more all the way to the one. I mean, he's he's destined to get in the end zone. Upperman has to put their, their backs against the wall here. 5-10 to go third quarter. It's just going to be a quarterback sneak by Tarleton. And I don't know if he got there. Is that a is he gesturing touchdown or how much distance touchdown from the backside judge? Okay. Couldn't tell if our near side judge was telling me he's that far away from the line or if he was saying touchdown. The backside judge does us the favor of throwing those arms up. It is a touchdown Pearl Cone. Indecisive touchdown call. Uh, Tarleton, excuse me, Simpson, just, I mean, he's had 13 attempts for 141 yards, uh, carried them on that series of downs. Just a beast among men here. Just he's carrying this team running downhill. With 5.03 to go in the third, the kick will go up. Between the uprights, it is good. And Pearl Cone will tie this ball game at 14 with 5.03 to go in the third quarter. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time. And you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. Back to your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week as Upperman and Pearl Cone in the Blue Cross Bowl play for a state title in Class 4A, all tied up at 14 apiece after a touchdown by Pearl Cone. Great environment down here in Chattanooga, UTC, uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, in honor of the old Terrell Owens, one of the more famous football players. We've got a 14-14 ball game. Get your popcorn ready. The kick, we see where this one will go. They'll short it even further. Turnbow tries to pick it up at the 25, does on a bounce, and then immediately runs out of bounds. I was curious how they would kick off after Turnbow took the last one back. I feel like that was just a missed kick 
you saw the ball did not go end over end. It kind of did a little spiral left to right spin and was curving, kind of like a, a errant golf shot. Uh, Turnbow was going to let it go out of bounds, but the speed from the Firebirds almost got to it. If they would have covered, if they would have uh, collected that ball, that would have been their ball. Uh, so he gets it, goes out of bounds uh, before that was able to happen. So it's a good kickoff if you're the Firebirds. Upperman takes over at their own 25. 5.03 to go in the third quarter. First and 10, Chaffin in the gun. The shotgun snap. Chaffin's going to keep it himself, running behind Polk out to the right. And he is just kind of strung along to the sideline and forced out of bounds for no gain. Your typical upper men offense all season long has gotten three to four yards first down. They get three to four the next down, and it makes it a manageable third down. The speed and size of Pearl Cone is limiting that here in this second half. First set of downs, first uh, opening uh, drive of the first quarter, upper men was able to, you know, at will do what they wanted to. Ever since then, there's been some adjustments being made. Uh, it has not been the same. Upperman has to find what is effective. Chaffin and Polk in the backfield. One wide receiver out wide. They bring a man in motion. That is a wide receiver on an end around from right to left. Carmine Phillips. And once again, good defense here by Pearl Cone as they just string him along here to the near sideline and ultimately force him into a loss of two. Yeah, speed by uh, Kendrick Johnson there, the receiver, DB. He's, you know, on their tails, not allowing much yardage. Now you're in third and 12 behind the chains, and you've not even had a penalty. That's just a, a no gain and a loss of two. 4.48 to go, third quarter. The clock did stop as he was forced out of bounds. Ball game tied at 14 apiece. Chaffin will take it, throws into the flat, finds a man, Cullum, but not nearly enough for the first down. Cullum is tackled at the 27. Upperman fans wanting a flag for some uh, late aggressive tackling there by Donovan Higgins. Won't get the won't get the laundry, and Upperman will be put in a fourth and eight situation, and Cullum will stay on the field to punt. Effective rollout pass play for the Upperman Bees. Uh, the ball was thrown slightly behind the receiver that caused him to turn his back slightly towards the center of the field. Didn't allow him to get his shoulders upfield. That was the underneath route. Probably looking for the over uh, the top route later in the game. Cullum has had a couple very good punts so far in this one, and it might be another one. Fielded at the 35, but having to back up to nearly the 32, almost backpedaling to make the catch was Javian Kennard. And then Kennard is taken down at the 40. And is Upperman saying that Upperman is saying they have the football, but umpires are going to say that uh, Pearl Cone, I suppose, down by contact. There is and a lot happening on this play, particularly. The first thing's going to happen was Upperman felt that they called a fair catch, and that's what one of the return uh, defenders gave up on the initial attack. Then you've got after the play, there's some unsportsmanlike happenings. Both players from Pearl Con and Upperman with helmets off, a little chicken fighting, and then you have another Upperman player uh, down on the field of play. So there's a lot going on here at UTC. And we'll see what the white hat gestures here to the press box. So with the laundry, that is going to back Pearl Cone up. You can see them already marking that off. So Pearl Cone will go from having the ball at their own 38, we'll call it, to their own 25. They will retain possession. Down for Upperman. 
was Walter Kane, who is now up on his own two legs, but uh, looks as if he's going to need uh, some help to get over to the sideline, kind of a, a hop, skip, and a jump situation there with a man on either shoulder. And that's not, you know, what you want to see if you're an Upperman fan. He's second on the team in tackles coming into this game with 88, uh, 15 for a loss, averaging six-plus tackles a game. Your, your linebacker that's always in the mix, uh, he as, as a sophomore, coach's kid, you know, high motor, all the things that you would expect uh, from a coach son. And if he, Upperman needs him and his leadership and his ability uh, to be able to stop guys like Simpson and Tarleton. Already without Jackson Rollins, who uh, went out in the first half and has not returned to this ball game offensively or defensively. Tarleton turns around, hands off Cromwell. Cromwell just kind of scooting between holes, picking his poise in there, and he'll gain about six. So what that does, you lose a couple key players. You have to have guys step up. Number four, Cam Bush is going to be a guy that can do something. Maybe number 10, Branson Turnbull. We've seen him on uh, special teams and offense. Let's see what he can do on defense. Another handoff, Cromwell through the hole. No, this time Simpson. And Simpson is stuffed for only a gain of about two, and that is a success defensively for Upperman. Running back versus running back there. That's Ethan Paul came hitting hard against uh, Simpson, who's a, a lot bigger uh, but effective from Paul. Third and two, though, with Simpson and Tarleton in the backfield. Tarleton takes a snap, hands off Simpson. Simpson through the hole at the 35 and gets to the 39, maybe the 40. It'll be a first down Firebirds with under three and a half to go in the third. Looks like you got Ramsey Snook over there uh, doing everything he can to get get Simpson down. He got, He's just very difficult, will not go down on first contact, third contact, fifth contact. He's going to force the whole team to tackle him. Tarleton and Cromwell in the backfield. The fake to Cromwell, rolling out to his right under pressure by Harris and just throws it out of bounds, does Tarleton. And that's what Clayton Harris has to do, Coach Shanks. Even if you don't necessarily come up with the sack, You've got to put enough pressure on Tarleton that he doesn't have time to beat you to a receiver and can't break or get outside contain and run for it. And that's what Clayton Harris has to do, especially this late third quarter in the fourth quarter. If Upperman's going to have a chance, he has to have a big-time sack, a turnover, do something to affect Tarleton because once he gets outside the box, he is the most dangerous player in the state of Tennessee in 4A. Pearl Cone with a tight end. That's Isaiah Thompson or Tom Miss, excuse me, uh, down at the 40-yard line. He's now up and walking off under his own power. Uh, but certainly as the lights are on here on a, a misty, musky day in Chattanooga, a lot of guys kind of going off under their own power and coming back in a few plays later. Uh, you don't want to call it cramps because obviously I'm not a doctor, but certainly a lot of guys who are kind of in and out of this game with some minor bumps, bruises, cramps uh, along those lines. Football is a very, very physical sport. Um, these guys have put it in since last April for this season. I mean, tremendous athletes on the ball field. Javion Kennard and Tarleton, the men in the backfield, and a flag as too many men were moving, I believe, for the Pearl Cone Firebirds. One guy trying to run off to the sideline, Cleveland Fuller, but then a couple other guys in motion. And yes, sir, too many men 
moving around there for the Firebirds. Back it up from second and 10 to second and 15 at their own 35. Miscommunication from Pearl Cone, and we've seen that in the first half where they have had several penalties. Just add one more to that. Uh, that that's been a, a hindrance for the Firebirds. Tarleton in the gun, turns, hands the ball off Kennard. Kennard initially breaks the tackle, somehow stays alive, and the ball's out. Upperman, did they fall on it? It's still out. Picked up by an offensive lineman, no, still out. And did they blow the play dead? Because it looked like a lot of people gave up on that. Yes, they, they, that was a tremendous athletic move, spinning, jumping, diving. Uh, once the kid hit the ground, ball squirted out. Uh, ball actually squirted out 15 yards downfield towards Upperman's end zone and everybody was uh, going for the ball. All the officials left the spot to try to make sure that uh, no extracurriculars or emotions got uh, took place. The spot, though, as they are going to say, Kennard went down at the 47-yard line. So it's third and three from their own 47 for Pearl Cone. And as always, pointing out, Simpson has left the building. He is off the field. Canard, the man in the backfield, with uh, Tarleton, only one wide receiver out wide. They turned and handed to him, and he stuffed. Big-time play by Cam Bush. Wow, coming off the corner. We saw that earlier in the game. He has got the timing of the play down. He saw what was happening, comes, creeps in from the, the defensive back, and gets him in the backfield, tackle for a loss, a huge play on third and short. No gain there for Canard. And it will be fourth and three at their own 47. Just a tick under two minutes to go in the third quarter. And Pearl Cone looking as if they can't really decide whether they want to punt or go for it here. So they will call a timeout to make that determination. Timeout Firebirds with 1.50 to go in the third quarter. We're all knotted up in a state championship game, 14 apiece. Hey. We've talked about X-Factor, players. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Carmine Phillips with his heels at his own 20 to receive the punt, and the punter muffed it himself. Now he takes off. They've got athletes, and he gets a first down. Oh, no. The punter here today, Jaquez Williams, was back there. He muffed it initially, didn't feel like he was going to be able to get the kickoff, and then just took off. And we've talked about it all day, Coach Shanks. Athletes at quite literally every position for this Pearl Cone team, and even the quote-unquote punter, who is also a defensive back, to be fair, was able to get a first down on a broken play. The biggest successful mistake of that kid's life drops the snap and had four guys on him. Clayton Harris, one of those, gets outside and just makes plays, gets just enough for the first yardage to gain, and now Upperman puts their head down a little bit. That's a demoralizing play on fourth down. You're going to get the ball. Let's see how they respond now that the ball's in their territory. Tarleton, the shotgun snap, and it's going to be blown dead. Flag all the way back here 
from the back uh, the back judge, and it's going to be determined to be a delay of game. And that's exciting from the Firebird stance. I mean, they came over there, got the stands up. That was a play they weren't expecting. They've got the momentum. They had a little celebration going on, had a hard time getting the play into your QB. And unfortunate for the, uh, the Firebirds. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week. W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. WKXD Monterey Livingston. Tarleton, the handoff, Kennard. He's off to the races, 35-30-20, and out of bounds, I believe, around the 15, but it won't necessarily matter. A piece of laundry, once again, a flag holding on Pearl Cone at the 31-yard line. So you go from first and 15 at your own 42 to what's going to be from the spot of the foul, 10 yards, first and... Uh, 12, roughly. Yeah, 11 or 12. And they've been successful most of this game getting to the edge. You know, it's one of those, once the edge is set from some of these big-time linemen on the offense from Pearl Cone, it's been difficult to have those guys on the D-backs from Upperman to get enough speed to, you know, to to crash down in time. It's been a, a fast team. Upperman's still having some challenges with that. First and 15, actually, is what... They end up with Tarleton in the gun and Kennard in the backfield. Turns, fakes the handoff under a lot of pressure, throws a screen. Gets a man, 35-30, 25-20. Bush trips him up at the 20, and his knee goes down at the 17-yard line. A nice job, though, to find Darius Reed. And here comes that pace, that offensive pace from the Firebirds. 35 seconds, the pace picks up Tarleton and Kennard again in the backfield. Now they'll slow it down, right? It's very much that Tennessee offense. We rush to the line so you can't sub. Now we'll take our time making the call. Three wide receivers set out wide. Tarleton takes the snap, looking for the same man. He got behind his defender. Turnbull threw his hand up, but I don't think it's going to matter. It doesn't. Touchdown, Darius Reed who just mossed Turnbow. Wow, that was a, a fantastic athletic play uh, from your Firebirds, number three right there. That's uh, Higgins. Went up over top of number 10, got two feet in, in the back of the end zone, float play. That, that was the high-speed offense that you're scared of if you were Upperman's defense. Let's see how Upperman responds here in the third quarter. Pearl Cone. Pending the PAT, will take a one-score lead. It'll be their first, uh, as that is up and good. So it's not necessarily their first lead of the ball game. Just the last time they took one, it was immediately turned into a tie ball game by Branson Turnbow. 21-14, Pearl Cone leading Upperman with 12 seconds to go in the third quarter. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. 21-14, to the Pearl Cone Firebirds 
lead your Upperman Bees with just 12 seconds to go in the third quarter. Reed got a great touchdown catch there. That's his 12th of the season. He's been averaging 22 yards a game receiving, and that takes Tarleton to 34 touchdowns this season and only four interceptions with a QB rating of 135. Tremendous uh, in high school football, 4A, uh, averaging 153 yards in the air per game. The second line for the Bees who will field this, it's going to be Turnbow again who fields it, muffing it all the way back, takes him to the 12, now with some space at the 15, at the 20, breaks a tackle and gets to the 25, the 26, where he will be taken down, and Upperman will have to run one play before the end of the third quarter. Five seconds left on the clock. It's first and 10 for the Bees from their own 26-yard line. You know, high range of emotions in these games, and which team can manage those that range of emotions the best because there's some extreme highs, there's some extreme lows. you got to stay right there in the middle, and right now as you enter in this fourth quarter, which team can be composed? Which team can manage those emotions? Bronson Chafin in the gun. He'll gesture his running back out into the flat. It's Cullum, and Cullum, it was read like a book by Robert Left who takes Cullum down at the 20. It's a loss of six for the Upperman Bees to end the third quarter. The Bees trail Pearl Cone 21-14 here in the Class 4A State Championship. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. This is the UC Sports Back Nation Finley Stadium, just outside Chattanooga. Colin Castleberry and Wes Shanks with you as Upperman trails Pearl Cone 21-14 to begin the fourth quarter. And Coach Shanks, as we take a look at your stats coming out of the third quarter, some things to note, Pearl Cone has flipped the time of possession 20-23 for Pearl Cone, 15-37 for Upperman. They've also outgained Upperman by nearly triple their own yardage, 365 for on 48 plays by Pearl Cone, just 90 yards of offense on 29 plays for the Upperman Bees. And that's not totally unexpected. You knew that that was going to happen just because of the uh, – 
the, the tempo of the Firebirds, you knew they were going to be coming in with an offensive air attack. Now, the rain has subsided again. You know, Tennessee weather, we've talked about that. And there seems both teams are trying to throw the ball a little bit because you're getting late in the contest. You're trying to make something happen. You're trying to get a little outside the norm, you know, get some of these guys off balance but in, in, instead of that up the middle run or right around the end. But, you know, you take that last series of downs, they go 10 plays, 75 yards, for four minutes and 15 seconds to get seven points, that's what Upperman wants to do. And so Pearl Cone was able to flip the script on its opponent. Bronson Schaffen and Ethan Polk in the backfield, the one man out wide near the 20 here on the near sideline for Upperman. Just the one wide receiver. Chaffin turns and hands to Polk, and Polk runs right into the teeth of that Pearl Cone defense and gains maybe a yard. Right into number 77, Devin King, 6'3", 350 pounds. That is a monster of a high school kid as he will now trot off the field. Assuming it's a passing down, they bring in the uh, speed rushers, including Kyler Garcia, 6'4", 260 pounds. Chaffin in the gun. And did he get a man to jump? Wow. I believe he did, but no flag. Must not have got into the neutral zone. And so Chaffin will return to the shotgun now, push his tight end out a little bit wider, and take the shotgun snap. Now he's just going to run behind Polk out to the right, and Pearl Cone is going to get to him. No, he broke a couple tackles and finds himself at the 25, so not nearly enough to put you in a situation where you feel like you'd go for it, but... A nice job by Chaffin there to at least break through the initial contact and pick up about four. And and that's what they need. They need somebody, the team leader, to step up and show some emotion, some positive emotion, some high-end emotion, make something happen because you are 11 minutes and six seconds to go in this ball game. You're getting down to the end. It's not over by any means. You're a one-possession game, and you've seen how that can flip within 30 seconds. So they're not out of it, but they do need to make sure that they can get – on the board, or at least get some positive yards gaining with some momentum going. Cullum, the punter, stands near his own 15. He's going to sprint out. It's a, is he going to get there? No. Pearl Cone stops him at the 32-yard line. Cullum, quite the athlete himself, just could not counter wow. the Firebirds there on the fake. Picked up about you know eight or ten yards, needed about 15. That was not a bad play call. They had everybody pushed up. Everybody was within the hashes. One player, I can't, even, I can't see the number on the player for the Firebirds that stopped that play. Cullum was going out to the edge. That play is designed punt fake to get to the end, to set the edge and go up the sideline. But that defensive back cut him off, made him go up to the middle of the field, which then allowed the other players to get involved. If he doesn't do that, I do think Cullum gets the first down down the sideline but tremendous athletic play from the DB from the Firebirds. Now the Upperman defense will be dependent on us. They have been all year. They have been the thing that has brought them here. Dance with the one who brung you, Tarleton, in a situation where it was a miscommunicated play, chucks it down to the end zone, broken up by Cam Bush. Cam Bush, I believe. For some reason it looked like a two. I don't have a two, so I think that was Bush. Either way, nice uh, pass breakup there in the end zone. But give Tarleton credit as well. A broken play, almost ran into his own man, and then just chucks it for the end zone and nearly came up with a score. 
turns around. Looks like the play was, should have been a reverse run, and by the time he turned around to hand the ball off, the, the receiver runs into him, discombobulated, goes outside, makes plays out, throws it up, Cam Bush in the right spot at the right time. 10.51 to go in the ball game. Tarleton in the gun yet again, turns hands to Simpson. Simpson gets to the outside on the left side, 30, 20, 10, 5, into the end zone for the man who more than likely will win Mr. Football in Class 4A, and he hands Pearl Cone a two-score lead with 10.43 to go in the fourth quarter. And that tacks up his 18th touchdown of the season, well over a thousand yards now. He's got a hundred and, uh, excuse me, got 150 plus in this game. I mean, just over and over, over running downhill. Your de- defensive backs have to creep up, creep up, and he's got the speed and the power and the strength to go around them and through them. And at that time, missing Jackson Rollins, your safety was able to get through the end zone and take a two-score lead. I believe Adam Kane is being asked whether they want to enforce it on the kickoff as it looks like it'll be an unsportsmanlike after the touchdown. It will be on Pearl Cone, and Adam Kane, smartly, as any coach would, is going to choose to enforce it on the kickoff. So pending the PAT, Pearl Cone looks to take a two-score lead, and then they will have to kick off uh, from well behind their own 40-yard line. Kicker, Cassie Rohan Jr. Bobbled snap, heading for the end zone, looking for a two-point conversion, and they'll get it. Keyshawn Tarleton was the holder. Keyshawn Tarleton was the man who will convert a two-point conversion, and that is now two broken plays that Pearl Cone has probably turned into the difference in this ballgame, Coach Shanks. Uh, yeah, and, that, and that's indicative of those two plays, just a bad snap and go make something happen. Backyard football, hey, let's go be better athletes. And right now, that Tarleton, there's a reason he was Mr. Football finalist in 4A, the kid's special. 29-14, to 14, the lead now for the Pearl Cone Firebirds with 10.43 to go in the fourth quarter. A championship team. Tier 1 celebrates the Upperman Bees, the best on the field and off. Tier 1 is proud to provide championship care to the athletes of the Upper Cumberland. They understand the hard work, sweat, and pain that goes into a championship run. Every day, Tier 1 helps athletes of all ages get back into action. Tier 1, a championship team of board-certified sports medicine physicians. Proud to celebrate our Upperman Bees and all our local football teams on an amazing season. This is Emily Gibson, your Twin Lakes Security Consultant. The holiday delivery season is here. Know what's happening with Santa or the services that don't use reindeer with a high-definition camera system from Twin Lakes Security. With Twin Lakes, you can monitor deliveries in real time to ensure your packages are safe and secure. Give me a call to talk about protecting your holiday deliveries and more at 931-528-2005 or visit us online at TwinLakes.net. Twin Lakes Security, T-insert C-0026. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Back at Finley Stadium, just outside the Chattanooga area for the Blue Cross Bowl, where the Upperman Bees now trail the Pearl Cone Firebirds 29-14 with 10.43 to go in the fourth quarter. Want to remind everyone to stay tuned to Sports Radio 104.7. After this ball game, we will carry the SEC championship game 
between Alabama and Georgia. And following that game, still on sports radio, you can catch the Big Ten championship game as Michigan takes on Iowa. So a couple more great football games you can listen to uh, here today uh, as a part of the Stonecom family. But right now, Upperman Coach Shanks is in a situation where uh, you don't necessarily need, quote-unquote, a quick score, but you do have to get two scores in 10:43, and you're not necessarily built to do it in less than five minutes. I mean, like you said, and here's another great game. We're uh, blessed to coverage here. It's, they are very. This is a very physical high school football game that looks like college athletes, and we're starting to see that from the Pearl Cone side of the ball when they're just making things happen with their legs and their athleticism. Upperman has that same talent. Uh, the the ball hasn't fumbled their way or dropped their way to say, but they still have the ability. Now you've got a 15-yard penalty on a kickoff. Upperman is set up to compete here in the fourth quarter. Let's see how they respond because you got everybody in the community of Baxter here. you got everybody from Nashville, Pearl Cone up here. This is a great setting and a, a fascinating to see how it turns out. Juwan Reed comes down at the 30 on the kickoff, fielded there, and ran out by Carmine Phillips past the 40 to the 44 or so yard line. That is where the Upperman Bees will take over with uh, what is easily probably their best field position, starting field position, that is, in this ball game so far, but in need of uh, one touchdown and a touchdown with a two-point conversion just to tie this ball game up. They trail 29-14. to 14. And the battle of the field position has changed in this second half. You know, first part of the game, first two quarters, Upperman had the best of the field positions. Second half, Pearl Cone. Here's Bronson Chafin in the gun. Looks as if he'll start dropping back some more. Thought about throwing to Turnbow in the flat. Now just kind of takes off past the 45 to the 47. He'll pick up three. And that's Upperman's athlete making something happen. That's a, a underneath out route pump fake going, looking for over top. Uh, the DBs for Pearl Cone did not bite. So the one, two check down was not there. Bronson Chaffin decides to take himself. Uh, gets two or three yards, something like that. You hope to get more than that but a good positive game. Second and seven from their own 47. Chaffin in the gun again, looking as if he will throw. He will. Throws a quick one out to Turnbow. And the problem with that is Pearl Cone, with their athletes, bats it down. Uh, Robert left, an ability to read that, jump in front of it, and knock it down. You don't have as much space in a game like this with those college athletes like you've discussed. No, that, that was a quick out route and the, the two-step drop, get rid of the football. The DB planted his back foot, got in between the passing lane. Uh, the only thing different Branson, uh, Bronson Chaffin could have done is throw it 70 miles an hour instead of his usual 55-60. 29-14. It's third and seven from their own 47 with 9.57 to go. Chaffin a high snap, hands off Paul. Polk with a nice burst, but that front line, front seven of Pearl Cone, an ability to stop him when rarely have others, a gain of two, and it makes it fourth and four, so a gain of three right at the 50-yard line for Upperman. And And that that play call right there was indicative of what Coach Kane knew. It was third down, but we knew we've got two plays. He was going for it before last play, so now fourth and four. Fourth and four at the 50. Bronson Chafin in the gun. 9.24 to go. 
Chafin sprinting out, throws, finds Cullum for a first down at the 45. And excuse me, that's Elijah Fitz, actually, who will make that catch and get out of bounds. That was a very close play uh, to the near sideline, so a short field. So they're trying to keep the the athletes kind of at bay, if you will, uh, more condensed field working area, gets right to the line of scrimmage, a half-yard pass before he gets out of bounds. Great play, best fourth down conversion. They have to have that moving forward here to get in the end zone with a two down, two scores. 9-19 to go, going out of bounds. Clock stops. First and 10 from the Firebird 49. Chaffin high snap, corrals it, hands off to Polk. And Polk is blown up in the backfield. They'll say that uh, progress was stopped at the 46. And so second and six for the upper men bees, and we've got a Pearl Cone Firebird down on the field. That's the same one that made the play there. Stopped, the, you know, filled the gap, number 72. Uh, Devon, I think that was 72, Devon Williams, or it was uh, Devon King, excuse me, 6'3", 350 pounds. Big fella there. Yeah, down is the player for Pearl Cone. Now he'll get up and try to get off under his own power sort of running off the field. It's actually Elijah Anthony, who we talked about early in this ball game, number 74. Uh, again, though, six foot plus, 300 pounds plus. It feels like you could say that about every one of their linemen on both sides. And, and that was what was happening with Greenville last week. You know, they were big in size. Upperman was able to out-physical that team to advance to the state championship game. In the first half, kind of felt like they were doing the same thing as far as uh, – Physical up front, offensive line, defensive line in the trenches, and the second half that has changed. Uh, and so, for the the difference of Upperman. Timeout on the field, eight fifty six to go, fourth quarter. Pearl Cone trailing twenty nine fourteen here at the Blue Cross Bowl at Chattanooga's historic Finley Stadium. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? Twenty-nine to fourteen, the lead for the Firebirds. Eight fifty-six to go in the fourth quarter. It is second and six for the Upperman Bees offense on the Pearl Cone forty-five yard line. And Pearl Cone here in the second half has really flipped a lot of those things from the first half on their head. Time of possession. Uh, it's, you know, uh, dominance on the line, so on and so forth. The only thing is penalties so far that they have uh, continued to induce upon themselves. Yeah, Upperman's offense has the capability. Let's see if they can execute. Bronson Chafin in the gun, fakes the hand off to Polk, throws into the flat, can't break the first tackle, but will carry him in with him past the 40. It's Nathan Ledbetter, the fullback, out of the backfield. Goes down at the 39-and-a-half or so yard line and takes second and six and turns it into third and manageable. Manageable. Which is 
five to six yards. And you look at Chaffin, he's got over a hundred or excuse me, over a thousand yards rushing. He's also got thirteen plus hundred yards passing, thirteen TDs through the air, only six interceptions. Upperman has the offensive capability to get wide like a Firebirds offense, and that's what they're gonna have to do here in this fourth quarter. Chaffin, everybody tight to the football, but a stack set to the near sideline. He throws open. Turbo over the top, was wide open at the twenty, at the ten, forced out of bounds by an athlete in Kendrick Johnson. And, and that's exactly what you set up all uh, previous game. They went underneath. They rolled out to the right, go to the underneath, the five-yard out, the five-yard out, the five-yard out. And then finally the DB bites on it, and Brunt, uh, Bronson, Ch- excuse me, Bronson Chaffin throws to Branson Turnbow, who was wide open. Just the underthrown ball allowed the, the safety to come across the field to push him out just before he gets to the end zone inside the 10-yard line. Let's see how Upperman responds in a lot of games or maybe all games this season. That's probably a touchdown. The Pearl Cone athletes able to keep that out of the end zone, but still a first and goal from the eight now as Chaffin will take off on the run and get out at the seven. Upperman tried to get to the side. That's the same play they scored the touchdown on in the first quarter, first possession of the game. Uh, just can't get to the edge there. Edge was set, but you've got three defenders, linebackers, defensive backs that have the speed to get to him before a positive game. 8.37 to go. Clock stops as Chaffin was forced out of bounds. And out of bounds is key right there because under nine minutes, a two-possession ball game, There is Upperman doesn't have that hurry up and get on the ball like a, a Pearl Cone does, so they can still take their time with some urgency but under control and not hectic. Four wide receiver set, three to the far sideline. Chaffin's going to roll out to his left, has to try to break contain, now does at the 10, at the 5, Ooh. inside the 5 to the 3, we'll call it. And that'll make it third and goal from the three for the upper mid offense. Clock ticking, 8.20 to go. And Bronson Chaffin giving you an all-star effort, a, a Mr. Football-esque type performance here. He's putting the team on his back, and that's what you want out of a sophomore, a sophomore that is leading the team right now. He's saying, guys, give us all you got. We've got one quarter left of high school football this season. Looks for the downfield pass play to the flat over top. Nothing's there takes it himself, and goes through two to three tacklers and gains five yards. Chaffin in the gun, now a tight jumbo set from Upperman. Turns and hands the ball to Polk. Polk fighting forward. Did he cross the goal line? Yes, sir, he did. Ethan Polk makes it 29-21, pending an extra point, and Upperman is back within a score. Tremendous play right there, individual effort. Had two guys pulling them back, a third guy coming at the last little bit. Reaches the ball out, which is very you know scary in some cases, but with nobody on this sideline, the official sees it immediately, throws his hands up. Now down nine, this is an imperative extra point. 29-20, 7.41, the kick up from Stanfield through the uprights, and within eight are the Upperman Bees, 29-21. After an Upperman B's touchdown, 7.41 to go in the Blue Cross Bowl with a Class 4A state title on the line. 
For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. 741 to go. That drive by Upperman puts them within eight points, 29-21. Upperman gets the ball with 10, 11 minutes to go in the quarter. They go 10 plays, 56 yards, and only use up two minutes and 55 seconds. That shows you Upperman has the offensive capability. And now with 741 getting ready to kick it off, a one-score, eight-point ball game. Here we go, gentlemen. Under three minutes. That's big to me to stick out there. The kick here by Stanfield. It's onside. He got it. Is Upperman going to get there? It's tipped around. Oh, it's still, it's still in the air. Oh, my Did Upperman come up with it? It's in the pile. No clue who's going to come up with this. Could go either way. It's at the 40-yard line. Surprise onside kick. Was not expecting that. Ball bounced two to three times. Upperman defenders tapped it forward three different times. Got a couple guys down on the field from both sides. And they, and they up gesture. With it. Oh, they Upperman up with came it. up with it. 42. Se- Sebastian Stanfield's got to go grab the thing. Don't get a taunting penalty as he gets excited. And we know Stanfield can can get excited, right? He can he throws his helmet, but he's on the sideline. Okay. Uh, and guess who's your player that comes up with the football? Freshman, number 42, Colton Johnson, another coach's son. Biggest play of his career as a young freshman. They're deep. They had the capability. The surprise play, amazing. Wanted to say this, though. Branson Turnbow, earlier in this game, returns a returns a kickoff to tie the game. Put us back at 14-14. Now he's being helped off as he put his body on the line to push that ball further down the field and give his team a chance to do this right here. I saw Cam Bush's hand bat it forward, too. That's a scrum play. That's an effort play. Who can get underneath there? Who's going to come away with the ball? And now, all of a sudden, here come the milk jugs from the side of the Upperman Bees. It's getting loud in here. Nobody's been sitting down this entire game. This is fun. Chaffin in the gun. Takes a snap. Hands off Polk. Polk's got a hole. Past the 40. 35. Breaks some tackles. 32. Finally wrestled down by Pearl Cone. And it's a gain of nine on first down. And all of a sudden, what did we talk about in the second quarter? I said Pearl Cone hasn't won a state title since the late 90s. They go up two scores. We're good, boys. We're walking away with a ring. Now, all of a sudden, 29-21. Oh, gosh, they got the onside. And now it starts creeping in. Sometimes when you get a lead, you get complacent. There's no business in high school sports or any sports to play with that prevent offensive mindset. You've got to go be aggressive and win the game. Under seven to go. Chaffin in the gun again. Hands off Polk again. Polk fighting forward, keeps the legs churning, and again, a gain of five to six yards and a first down bees. That's a Ethan Polk run. Goes nine yards, gets five yards. He's spinning. He's trying to go through people. He's carrying guys from Pearl Cone. They may be 350 pounds. He's carrying them on his back. And here's the best part of this entire thing. Because of the onside kick, 6.30 to go. You can run your offense. I can run the football. Time is on my side now. 29-21. Chaffin in the gun. Tight formation only. Carmine Phillips out late. And they get who else? 
Zion LaFrederick Simpson is the man who came into the neutral zone. We got Mr. Football to jump. And, and that tells you right there, you're talking about getting guys set up for these play calls. You can run all the offense on your own time. That's offensive uh, pressure that he's trying to time. They understand what's coming. The run play, 21 pop, here it comes. But great awareness by the sophomore Bronson Chad with a hard count to get them to jump and get five yards. So first and five with 6.05 to go. Ball on the 22 of Pearl Cone. Fakes the handoff to Polk. Chaffin keeps it himself. Pass the 20 inside to the 18. And is that a first down? It's going to be awfully close. I believe it's going to be second and about one. But still a big-time choice to keep it there by Chaffin. RPO, we've talked about that all year long. The read pass option for the quarterback. He reads the end. In certain cases, like at Greenville, there was no chance he was going to give the ball up anyway to anybody. He's going to gain himself. Now that gives you a second and one, which is a whole lot more manageable. 5.30 to go, fourth quarter. Chaffin, high snap, gets it to Polk. Polk, again, keeping the legs churning forward. Progress will make it a first down at the 16-yard line for Upperman. Hard hitting going on here. Both these teams know exactly what's on the line as you reach to Pearl Cone here last year in this very exact game. They are just as hungry as Upperman, who's never been here in this football game before. They're hungry. Both teams are giving it everything they have with only 5.15 to go in the fourth quarter. Chaffin in the gun, down 29-21. An onside kick given the opportunity. First and 10 from the Pearl Cone 16. And we're going to get a timeout. This is very important. Who called it? Pearl Cone, that's their last one. Pearl Cone calls their final timeout with 5.05 to go in this ball game, leading 29-21. And the Upperman Bees are first and 10 from the Firebird 16. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. 5.05 to go, fourth quarter. Pearl Cone leading your bees, 29-21. But West Shanks, a vital thing here. You're pointing at Ellie Brunetti just called Pearl Cone's final timeout with five minutes to go in the game. Most of the time I would say at this point the hay's in the barn for the players. They're going to play how they're going to play. But this late in the game, it does come down to coaching decisions. He wanted to make sure he had his defense on this critical possession in the right positions. Coach Adam Kane's got four to five plays lined up right now to get this ball into the end zone. So that extra time did help the Firebirds get settled, come under control, check their emotions. But it also gave Upperman time to set up a three or four, potentially five sequence play uh, that's going to hopefully get them into the end zone. 5.05 to go. Upperman with two timeouts remaining. Chaffin in the gun, fakes the handoff. Polk keeps it himself, puts somebody in the spin cycle at the 15, and will go down. They're actually going to say forward. Progress stopped at the 15, so a gain of just one for Chaffin, despite spinning out of the initial tackle. Repass option, a keeper. He's done that frequently this game, but just as the times have changed from the first half to the second half, 
the physical defensive front for Pearl Khan has been there. And so it's going to be a, even more of a challenge for these bees offense right here. Everybody in tight. Only Phillips out as the handoff to Paul. Paul at the 10. Still moving. What a job by Paul with a burst there to the 10-yard line to the 8, and he makes it third and one for the Upperman Bees. Again, that third and one, that brings out the playbook here. Of course, inside the 10-yard line, you, you have shown that you can do the little rollout dump pass. You can go up the middle. You can go around the ends. You have options for Coach Kane in this more a dynamic offense than he's typically had in years past. Four minutes to go. It's actually about third and two, they say. They looked for the hard count there. Did not bite. Chaffin in the gun. Everybody within, you know, a yard of the football except the one Elijah Fitz receiver out to the hash mark. He keeps it himself. Chaffin at the five, at the three. Powering through, guys. No whistle yet. And they'll finally wait and whistle. And they're going to want to flag. The Upperman Bees fans won't get one as Chaffin was wrestled out of bounds. A little extracurricular through the Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, sign there on the sidelines. I tell you, 6'4", 195 pounds, it's hard to move somebody that physical. He's forcing, forcing his initiative on the Firebirds defense as this rain, here it comes, it opens up. It's like the rain powers this Upperman Bees team. 3-0-8 and ticking to go. First and goal from the four. Chaffin in the shotgun. Turns, hands off Polk. Polk initially stopped but keeps his legs churning and gets to the three, a gain of one. The defensive front of the Firebirds got in the backfield there. Don't know what the jump, uh, the snap count. They were one step ahead of that offensive line for Upperman, who's been pushing this field, push, push, excuse me, pushing this uh, offense down the field this series. Upperman keeping that clock rolling as well with the run game. Two and a half minutes to go, fourth quarter. 29-21. Chaffin in the gun. Keeps it himself, going to run behind Paul. And he's into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. He's into the end zone, and now something very interesting happens. Last year, Upperman kept out of going to the state championship game by a two-point conversion. Now they need a two-point conversion to tie it in the state title game with 2.20 to go on the clock. They've had a few two-point conversions this season. Tremendous touchdown run. Let's get to that. That yeah, was yeah, just talk about put it. him on the, the back and said, guys, I'm, I'm getting into the end zone. Now they've practiced these certain three to four plays all year long. That's their go-tos. If there's ever a go-to play that Coach Kane has is ace up the sleeve, now's the time. 29-27, 2.20 to go. None of that matters, though. What matters is an untimed two-point conversion. And Pearl Cone, who's kind of frantic right now, does not have a timeout to talk about it. Coach Kane does. He's got two left. Uses one right here. Biggest play of the season. Biggest play of Upperman football and program history. 2.20 to go. Timeout on the field by the Bees. They need a two-point conversion to tie it with 2.20 to go in the fourth quarter of the Blue Cross Bowl. West Shanks, your thought here. 2.20. You've got to get a two-point conversion. Pearl Cone's probably coming out here thinking they're going to run the football. It's what they do. It's their bread and butter. It's what they're good at. What do you do? Do you you go to the pass here trying to out-coach them, or do you stick to what you're good at? 
the, the package is you want first thing you want to do is get the right package out there. You want the athletes, the linemen, whatever that package is, you want your best package out there. Are you trying to do, uh, you know, go opposite or go something that's uh, unconventional here? Probably not if you're Coach Adam Kane. He's more of a conservative uh, play caller. You've seen some success already with Bronson Chaffin around the end cutting upfield. The pass play, maybe a rollout, give him repass option, three options. Give it to Paul, keep it myself, dump it over to Cam Bush. Those are the three options you have. Ball's on the center of the hash, so you have the width of both sides of the field. Look at it how you like. The rain seems to have stopped all but momentarily. It's a two-point conversion attempt from the three-yard line. Chaffin takes it himself, running out to the left. Is he going to get it across? Does he get it? He got it. Did he get it across? They're going to say he didn't. They're going to say he didn't. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Bronson Chaffin and everyone for Upperman on the field is screaming and ranting that he got that ball across that white line. Everybody's pointing towards the Jumbotron. We know a replay's coming up. Everybody on the field in a black and white striped shirt is waving it off. Back, Back line judge saying did not, right? Waving that off. Adam Kane trying to come up the sideline to have a conversation, and he's being waved back towards his sideline by several referees. And unfortunately, folks, instant replay is not a thing in TSSAA action right now. It's not something available to them in, in, in legally, that is. Obviously, technologically, it very much is here. And so 29-27, Upperman comes up what we have to assume is four inches short. Has or to less. Be, has to be. I mean, he's 6'4". He went, rolls out to his right, looks to keep it the entire way, plants his left foot, gets upfield. I felt like he was going to go up Michael Jordanus and reach that ball over, a little space jam, goes up. I felt like the ball eclipsed the goal line. The opposite field judge said no right there, declined, said they did not get it. Now, you're still down two with 2.20 to go. The game is not over. You still got one timeout. You've got a kickoff. You should expect a kickoff, uh, an onside kick of some point. You get that. You get your offense back on the field. But all hope is not lost. You've got to keep your head because as long as there's time on the clock, there's still a chance. And if you were to recover this football, it is worth noting, Sebastian Stanfield's got the leg. Good point. Got the leg. Stanfield will kick off from his own 40. Now the question is, what is it? Is it an onside? It is. Does it go oh, 10 no. yards? Picked up by Pearl Cone on a bounce. He got between defenders. Omarion Starnes, a guy that we haven't talked about in this game, but has contributed this year for the Pearl Cone Firebirds. Picks it up on a bounce. Nobody in front of him. He sprints to the end zone untouched. And with 2.14 to go in the fourth quarter, Pearl Cone will take a 35-27 lead. And line up for APAT. That was that was an athlete. I mean that's we we've talked about all the others. We haven't talked about Starnes yet today, Coach Shanks, but if you looked down their season statistics, he certainly was a contributor this year. Let's focus on the PAT here. It's imperative that they make it. If he misses it, they still have a chance at a one it possession is, game. It is up and it is good. So thirty six 27, a nine-point Pearl Cone lead with 2.14 to go in the fourth quarter of the Blue Cross Bowl in Class 4A.
No television. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Kicking off, Juju Reed, the backup quarterback for the Pearlcomb Firebirds, and Upperman lining up to receive it. So go back into that onside kick. It was trying to a, a deceitful 10-yard downfield to allow them to uh, claim it like they did last time. We'll talk about it here in just a moment. Fielded at the 15, at the 20, 25. Carmine Phillips nearly to the 30, spun around like a helicopter at the 28, and that is where Upperman will take over, trailing by nine with 2.08 to go in the ballgame. So what Stanfield's trying to do is he kicks it, and he's trying to lead himself and beat the ball downfield, and hopefully a Cam Bush or one of his de- uh, defenders or kick returnmen can cover that ball once it gets 10 yards the ball hopped three times and on that third hop it popped straight up about helmet high and was only eight yards downfield which they could not even uh, claim they couldn't recover it anyway successfully so they were trying to let it go that 10 yards those extra two yards uh, an athlete come from firebirds picked it up took it off when they weren't expecting it uh, and that was the deciding factor on that that big time play that's going to win that championship spread out four wide here's chaffin throws deep overthrows the intended target that's cameron cameron bush cam bush near the 40 and that'll stop the clock with 203 to go second and 10 for the bees from their own 29 you got a nine point deficit with two minutes to go you have the capability just like we've seen to march down the field in a hurry you've got cam bush you've got bronson uh, branson turnbow uh, then you get another chance for an onside kick and a kicker. That's that's another factor that the upperman still has in play. 2.03 to go. Chaffin in the gun. Gestures for his running back to get on his right hip. Stepping back under pressure. Spins out of the first one. No. Give it up for Emmanuel Russell. The six foot one, 250-pound senior. Looked like Chaffin was going to spin out of that. But Russell just got a, a fistful of jersey and was able to rip him backwards at the 20. Trying everything he can to get away. And, again, that just shows that speed and strength from this Pearl Cone Firebird defense. One thirty-five to go in the fourth quarter. 36-27 Pearl Cone, just a minute and a half away from their first state title since 1997. They've had three runner-ups since then. Have not won it. This is, of course, the first Blue Cross Bowl appearance in school history for Upperman. Chaffin in the gun, drops back. He's just going to take off and run at the 25, gets to the 30, bounces off a few more tackles, 35-40, 50. Flag at the 45 as he's ran out of bounds. And we'll see what the uh, back judge there, the line judge, saw. This was a similar play that we've seen from uh, the Firebirds. He finally gets to the end, and he breaks three tackles to get open the flat. Just tremendous athleticism from Chaffin. Once he gets downfield, you got Cam Bush trying to one-on-one block with a defender and just trying to keep him from making that play. Holds on to him too long, so he's going to get the first down. 
and then it's going to bump them back 10 yards, and I believe the clock will run on the Whitecap. 103 to go. It will run on the Whitecaps' signal. We await that signal, but the ball will be at the 37-yard line of Upperman. White hat signals, clock begins to roll, and the Bees are first and 10, or excuse me, no, they're third and two from their own 37. So they, the, the penalty happened eight yards ahead of the, of the chains. So third and two with the clock at 102. And again, they wait to roll it. Three, two, got to get the snap off. They do. Chaffin will sprint out to the right behind Polk. And I'm not sure if he got there. The angle, nice job by Pearl Cone to stretch it out. But, yes, he did. First down for the Upperman Bees with 57 seconds to go. Well, no, they're, putting, they're putting fourth and one now on the board, but it looked as if initially they were going to wave the chains on. Far official was two yards ahead of the near official. So now Upperman, fourth and one with the ball on their own 38. 57 seconds to go. We'll have to try to convert a fourth and one to avoid giving the ball back to Pearl Cone. And they get Pearl Cone to jump. So Upperman will achieve a first down on a penalty. And uh, Pearl Cone's probably going to have close to 80 yards of penalties in this ball game, and they're going to find a way to walk away the victor. Not something you often see in high school football. Uh, right now they're at 96, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to... Probably eclipse 100. Then. Maybe eclipse 100, but they've made just a few different plays that have been uh, the difference. We talked about it in the pregame. What can they do? they got to eliminate those big-time plays. Well, that onside kick was the one big-time play that they could not afford if you're an upper and B. So first and 10 now from their own 43. Chaffin in the gun. Four men out wide, dropping back, steps up in the pocket, under pressure, just throws, and an offensive lineman's. Going to pick it up off the bounce there. And Upperman wants a flag as some pushing and shoving occurs. No laundry will come out as it was Robert Durham and uh, another Pearl Cone Firebird who got into a shoving match. And now we've got a flag back near the pile at the 32. So I'm not sure what the White Hat saw, but he pulls his flag out. So what's been determined is not roughing the passer, but intentional grounding. In high school football, you've got to get the football past the line of scrimmage uh, as long as there's nobody in the vicinity of that ball. It, you know, that ball didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. He was outside of tackle box. All that doesn't necessarily matter, but there was nobody around. Everybody was 10, 15 yards deep downfield, but Chaffin did not have a lot of time to, uh, to find someone that was open. So they back him up to second and 20. I believe, or actually it's going to be longer than that, closer to second and 26, <laughs> second and highway 111 for the Upperman Bees. As Chaffin will drop back, has to throw, throws deep, Turnbow's back there and nearly intercepted. It's knocked down by Pearl Cone. That'll stop the clock with 41 seconds left in the ball game and, and make it third and 26. And just the difference of strategies. Now that they're up nine points at the two-possession game, you know, all game long, after that first possession, the Firebirds have crammed the box. They put 11 people within five yards of the line of scrimmage and said, run it through us. And Upperman has done that uh, in, in part successfully, but now they're backing up into a cover two, playing more of a prevent. Hey, keep everything in front. 36-27, 
The throw into the flat overthrows the intended target, Carmine Phillips. And that stops the clock with 37 seconds to go. Fourth and 26 for the Upperman Bees. And you can just tell everybody's gassed right now. This is the fourth quarter, under one minute to go in Class 4A state championship. Both these teams, this is their 15th game, not even counting the, the, the preseason and you know everything that goes into the off-season workouts. These guys have put their heart and soul from both teams. Fourth and 26 from their own 27-yard line. It's 37 seconds to go in the game. Pearl Cone leading 36-27. Under a lot of pressure is Chaffin. Throws to a wide-open Carmine Phillips at the 40. He gets to the 45, the 50, 45, 40. Still up the sideline. They're going to say he went out of bounds. Phillips can't believe it, but was it enough? Oh, my goodness. No, not quite. They say it went out at the 48, so it's going to be – Two yards shy of being a first down. It was fourth and 27. They're going to mark him out after 26 yards. And now they're going to call for an official measurement. Pearl Cone over there arguing. with. They do have the sticks on their sideline. Of course, the the far sideline here from the press box. And so uh, they're making the argument that they're already well aware this is not a first down. But with 25 seconds to go, trailing by nine, upper men will see an official measurement here by the chain gang. And it was, it's was it been a tremendous accomplishment to make it this far here. And it's, it's pretty evident here as the uh, Pearl Cone Firebirds, uh, you know, jump in celebration. It is not going to be a first down for the Bees. Turnover on downs. That will, for the most part, in this ballgame, in this run for the Upperman Bees. It effectively does, in fact, end the game. Pearl Cone now basically just uh, smelling the, the fireworks in the air and ready to award themselves a gold ball. 25 seconds left on the clock. Pearl Cone will take over first and 10 from their own 48-yard line. And you would assume they will take one knee and then we will head on to victory for the Pearl Cone Firebirds in the Class 4A state title game. I mean, we can let's look at some history here. You know, 1996, they were in the uh, the finals against the Knoxville Webb team with Coach Jimmy Maynard, who's a Upper Cumberland coach, was here last year with Clay County, uh, Connor York's bunch in 2013, who Connor York has 14 state records still today, led by Coach Ben Heron. They were in the semifinals. 18 with Coach Kane, the semifinals, 21, and now 23 to the first-ever runner-up uh, in, in Putnam County history, program history. It's just an amazing uh, progress of what an Adam Kane-led team in this Baxter community from Upperman High School. Tarleton will take the knee and end this ball game. Give it up. Uh, Pearl Cone deserves to celebrate, but several Pearl Cone guys, including their quarterback and Mr. Football finalist Keyshawn Tarleton, making sure to dap up a ton of Upperman guys, as clearly Pearl Cone seems to be respectful of the fact that, hey, I don't think we expected you to give us this kind of game. So, you know, props to to the Upperman Bees. Respect for respect there. Uh, Appreciation, hard-fought match. Both these guys, they know. Look at Pearl Cone. 
they've been here. Mm-hmm. They they understand what it feels like to get to that championship game and yeah. have the expectations to win and come up just short. Upperman with tremendous season gets to the championship game. You know, the best team in program history finds themselves against a a match of a team that's been here and been defeated the last season, and it comes down to a goal line stand that could have extended this ball game further. An absolute higher level game, uh, high school 4A, probably the best game uh, here in Chattanooga at Finley Stadium this week. 36-27, your finalist, Pearl Cone, takes home the class 4A state championship in the Blue Cross Bowl 2023. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's action, sponsored by Twin Lakes. Broadband, TV, phone, security. The Upper Cumberland's Twin Lakes. Gentry's Power Equipment. Your hometown Exmark dealer. Sales, service. The mower to get the work done. And by Zach the Car Guy. Broad Street, Cookville. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve from Zach the Car Guy. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender a championship team tier one celebrates the upperman bees the best on the field and off tier one is proud to provide championship care to the athletes of the upper cumberland they understand the hard work sweat and pain that goes into a championship run every day tier one helps athletes of all ages get back into action tier one a championship team of board certified sports medicine physicians proud to celebrate our upperman bees and all our local football teams on an amazing season Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. W284DR Cookville. WKXD HD3 Monterey. WKXD Monterey Livingston. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. Will be fielded at right around the 25. Avoiding a couple would be tacklers. It's turbo with space. Room. 40, 50, 45, 40, 30, 20. Go. Go. Brinson Turbo. Wow. Brinson Turbo gives up a touchdown. Excuse me. Brinson Turbo watches Scores. the touchdown get given up. 
What a job here by the Upperman Bees and the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas game of the week. It sees the Bees stand now 14 and 1 on the season, falling to Pearl Cone 36 27 in the Blue Cross Bowl. I'm Colin Castleberry with Wes Shanks. Let's take a look back at this ball game. It started on the first drive of the ball game as Bronson Chaffin would take a four-yard run into the end zone to make it 7 to nothing. It would take until the third quarter. We would go to the half all uh, at just 7 nothing Upperman, and then it was a scoring session by both sides. Pearl Cone would tie it up on a five-yard run by Simpson to make it 7-7. On the ensuing kickoff, which you just heard, Branson Turnbow, 77 yards to the house, gave Upperman a 14-7 lead. Tarleton would then have a one-yard run to tie it at 14. Darius Reed would have a 17-yard pass from Tarleton to give Pearl Cone the 21-14 lead. Pearl Cone, who, listen, that's three consecutive scores by them to take a 29-14 lead on a 32-yard run by Simpson. Upperman responding, though. Ethan Polka, two-yard touchdown run, 29-21. A beautiful onside kick that we, I'm sure, will talk more about here in mere moments by Sebastian Stanfield, recovered after a couple tips by a freshman, turns into a Bronson Schaefer three-yard run that gives them a 29-27 deficit. A lot of people are going to, for the rest of time, debate whether Bronson Schaefer got in on that two-point conversion. He was deemed to have not have by the officials here today, so it remained 29-27 on the ensuing kickoff. Stanfield again trying to get a beautiful, uh, beautiful onside kick to go his way. It went about eight, eight and a half yards, and Upperman, not able to field that legally, was waiting, and right on that wait, Amarion Starnes busted between two defenders and took off on a sweep, a jet to the end zone, 36-27, a 48-yard return by Starnes, and that is how we got to 36-27 and a final at the Blue Cross Bowl in which Pearl Cone walks away as your Class 4A state champions. Practice here, game day there. You never have any time, so stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. 
It only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. himself going to run behind Paul he and he's, he's into the it. end zone touchdown. touchdown he's into the end zone and now something very interesting happens last post-game coverage continues now West Shanks this game between Pearl Cone and Upperman decided by an outstanding performance by who what Ethan Park was your horse in this game with 20 yards through the on the ground, 76 uh, yards total, one touchdown. And Bronson Chaffin, your quarter, your sophomore quarterback who led this team, 18 rushes, 72 yards. Uh, his long was 25 and two touchdowns. And you know the, the touchdown that got into the end zone to push for that uh, potential game tying two point conversion, which he was carrying as well. So now we can look down through more of the stats. A look at the a a final look at the stats presented by One Bank. And first downs, of course, the score thirty six Pearl Cone Upperman twenty contest. First downs Pearl Cone had eighteen Upperman with twelve rushing yardage. We knew that the weather was going to be a factor in this game. Forty one rush attempts for three hundred eleven yards for Pearl Cone. Forty eight rush attempts for one hundred fifty yards for Upperman High School. Passing yards only eighty one through the airs. Uh, Pearl Cone, 76 for Upperman. Uh, your total offense for each team, 392 for Pearl Cone, 226 for Upperman. Uh, kickoff return yardage, a major factor in this ball game, beneficial to Upperman. Only four for 67 Pearl Cone, six attempts, 125 yards and a touchdown for Upperman High School. Punts, two punts for 30 uh, Pearl Cone, who did not punt in the second half, and three punts for 43-yard uh, average for Upperman. Another factor in this ball game: turnovers. Four fumbles for Pearl Cone. None of those lost with the wet weather, and zero turnovers for Upperman as well. Penalties a major factor. Uh, 16 penalties for 116 yards. Pearl Cone only three for 32. Upperman High School. Time of possession another key factor to the game. 21 and 10 seconds. Pearl Cone. 26 minutes, 50 seconds, Upperman High School. Third down conversions, Pearl Cone, 4 of 8. Upperman High School, 6 of 14. And then fourth down conversions, 1 for 2, Pearl Cone, 1 of 3 for Upperman High School. And both offenses were 3 for 3 on your red zone scoring chances. That's a look at the numbers presented by One Bank. Upperman now stands 14 and 1 after the 36 to 27 loss to the Pearl Cone Firebirds in the 2023 Blue Cross Bowl. 
championship team. Tier 1 celebrates the Upperman Bees, the best on the field and off. Tier 1 is proud to provide championship care to the athletes of the Upper Cumberland. They understand the hard work, sweat, and pain that goes into a championship run. Every day, Tier 1 helps athletes of all ages get back into action. Tier 1, a championship team of board-certified sports medicine physicians. Proud to celebrate our Upperman Bees and all our local football teams on an amazing season. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. This is David Price, your Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. The holidays are a wonderful time to count the many blessings of this year. And if you're a small business owner, it's also a time to be planning for next year. Twin Lakes would love to help with fast, reliable, gig speed, broadband, and voice packages, all at prices that will have you counting even more blessings. Give me a call today at 931-476-2151 or visit TwinLakes.net to learn how Twin Lakes can transform your business today. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Upperman falls 27 to 36 to Pearl Cone. West Shanks, we start. Let's reflect on the game itself. I feel as if if you had told head coach Adam Kane that with around two minutes to go, he would have a chance at a two point conversion to tie this ball game. He probably takes that. And and that's what you know his expectations were uh, is to be a hard nosed game. And let's go back to the keys of the game with Tarleton and with Simpson, two guys that were in the contest for up for Mr. Football in that classification. That's a two-headed monster that they had to corral, and they most absolutely did with that. Come out in the first possession of the game, go right down the field, score a touchdown, bring all the momentum, and it was on from there. The, the weather was a critical factor. Pearl Cone comes in and Simpson a five-yard TD run, and he had 15 yards, 100, uh, 15 rushes for 181 yards and two touchdowns, averaging 12 yards per carry. He was just too much, along with Tarleton, uh, to allow Upperman to have some success. Uh, the athletes we talked about, college-level Division One level athletes and upper men was faced against many of those, and we saw those plays. If it wasn't the uh, kickoff return, if it was the offensive power that they had, again, tremendous, tremendous success all season long, going 14 and 0 to get to this championship game, and unable to eclipse on that two point conversion. That you're not wrong. Uh, you give it to who else? And Bronson Chaffin, the guy that led you down the field as a sophomore, which is very exciting for your Upperman fan base. Your sophomore 6'4", 185-pound quarterback led your team in the biggest of stages down the field 
and, and what seemed to have a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie the ball game. Again, we will, I'm sure, hear about that from the community, the fans, about what we feel was a two-point conversion. Ball game would have been tied. It's just an amazing feat. It's an amazing accomplishment to be here. Uh, you, you look in the past, Coach Kane's teams have had five region championships in six years. This is the first time a Putnam County school has been in the championship game for football. Just amazing uh, presentation from Upperman High School Athletics led by Coach Adam Kane and the football team. All right, now you started to allude to it there, but we begin to take a step back. You look at the season as a whole, and you really start to think about even next year coming off of this game. Bronson Chaffin, sophomore. Branson Turnbow, junior. Ethan Polk, junior. Walter Kane, sophomore. You go down this list on and on. Yes, you're going to lose guys. Jackson Rollins is a is a senior. Clayton Harris is a senior. But there is a lot coming back from this team that just became the state runner-up next year. And, and that's what pro successful programs can do. They can turn over players, player personnel. They they build programs. And just like we mentioned earlier, we've had some success with baseball. We play in 40-plus games because of the postseason, which is 10 to 15 more games than anybody else in baseball. We go to high school football here. They play 15 games this season. Your unsuccessful teams have 10 and go home. So that's five additional games that this football program can not only was not only successful, but they have been getting better and getting that experience year in, year out. And Coach Adam Kane has done that for these the five regions in six years and should have had six. But, I mean, that's just the momentum that this program is building, the athlete that is getting turned around. And you diluted to it, yes, you're going to lose some critical factors on that defensive and offensive front, but some of your athletes are going to be there. And so that's positive to, you know, something to build upon if you're Upperman High School. I can't think of anyone better to ask this final question to head coach Wes Shanks, Upperman Baseball. Coach, you've been to the state title game and you've won it. You've been to the state title game and you've lost it. Your head coach, Adam Kane, what is your message to your guys in the locker room on the bus ride home after a tightly contested and very, very high-level football game? Well, I tell you, coaches don't really go into a championship game and have a – a congratulations speech ready or a, a, a disappointment, you know, you know condolence type uh, game speech ready. You go and it's from the heart. And whatever Coach Kane is sharing with his team, it's probably gratitude with their effort. It's They've been with him all offseason through April, summer, these early on preseasons in a lengthy regular season. Uh, these kids put their heart and soul into it. And so all you do is console uh, and then use this, and Coach Kane is a very uh, master at this, use it as motivation. You look at what this year was for uh, the team from Upperman High School, it was a revenge tour is what they classified it as because they felt they were unsuccessful in a second-round defeat last season with talent that they had to get to a championship. Now this team knows not only can they get to a state title game, but they can compete in that confidence that brews from the experience that's what I've seen that is more than any other weightlifting or any other route running, practice strategy. It's the confidence that these young men get instilled from the competition, and that's what allows them to be successful. And I foresee more success down the road with Adam Kane's team and this Upperman High School football. No doubt this creates a new standard not just for Upperman, but for teams in Putnam County 
on the gridiron. Substate is no longer semifinals, no longer uh, not just the goal, but obviously uh, the ability for Uppermen as they come in. The state runner-up in the Blue Cross Bowl, Class 4A. This is your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week. Tonight's game produced by Larry Stone, production assistance by Jake Wallman, Larry Stone, Marshall Lee, and so many others. Remember, coming up on Sports Radio 104.7, make sure to tune in for the SEC Championship game between Georgia and Alabama. Following that, remaining on Sports Radio, it will be the Big Ten title game between Iowa and Michigan. So a lot of great football still to come on Sports Radio 104.7. But for the final time, for Wes Shanks and our team, I'm Colin Castleberry again. Today's final score, Pearl Cone 36, the Upperman Bees 27. Go Bees.